What the fucking fuck? I, I, you're going to stop doing I've stopped listening about episode 260, and I've been ignoring you ever since, and now you're fucking packing it in, mate. I'm, this is an outrage, and you two are a pair of cunts. Hello. My name is Lawrence, and this week we ask the obvious and age-old question. Why do people hate Americans? Now I fuck dogs, I fuck cats, I've never done a deer. Just happen upon a dead animal and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna fuck it. Bang my tranny ass. Tell me before you murder her and I'll come over and we'll rape her. <laughs> we'll be rape, I mean she'll enjoy it. Bang my tranny ass. Mental note, don't even try to call Wackerly to help dispose of the corpse. They're soft in one bullshit! I'm gonna go masturbate in public. I'll be right back. I'm gonna masturbate right in front of you right now. I'm running out of pubes. I, 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 I love how. Dude, I was so horny, I would have had sex with a dog. Damn it, I didn't get in the ass. Diarrhea running down my pants. I have my legs kicking around. There's shit flying everywhere. Getting just pounded in the ass. I'm gonna kill you, you motherfucker. Fuck is this, motherfucker? <laughs> Fucking Americans! Those goddamn Yankees! I guess we did know after all. It's sick, and it's most certainly wrong. It's sick and wrong! I love that podcast. <laughs> I love that podcast. Chicken Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, G. Simon. I'm the co-host, Lance Wackerly. Happy Jew Year, uh, Wackerly. Oh, you're not going to like get all whiny that I didn't say it to you first? I expected you to uh, completely just forget that or overlook well, right, the significant part of my uh, my year. You guys don't... My life. You, know, you don't go to like Target and see the Jewish New Year decorations out or anything like that. So how am I supposed to remember? Because Jews are modest, you know. We keep it on the DL. We don't right. want. We're not trying to recruit. That's why you're all in show. We're trying business. to recruit people. Hey, look at me! It's Chucky Green. <laughs> yeah, but we don't want to recruit people to the tribe. You know, keep it in the tribe. Yeah. So you know, it's a year we five thousand. Both ways. It's year five thousand seven hundred seventy-six. So, okay. Yeah, it's been a while. What, what happened in year zero that was so great? That's when God, like, made a. Uh, oh, that's when the universe the, started? Yeah, that's when the, God Jews made everything. believe that stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I mean, it's. Okay. Young Earth. God Jew. did all this work and then uh, put people on here, and now it's you know, 5,776 years later. That's how old the Earth is. Look how good we're doing. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> So, Wackerly, uh, this is it, man. This is the uh, the final episode of uh, Sick and Wrong with uh, D and Lance. That is true. Yeah, it's it's a big show. This is a uh, it's a big deal. It's it's. I've, I've, I feel like I've gotten a lot more friend requ- requests on uh, Facebook because people are like, I need to maintain the connection. 
I, I think people. I don't think people have fully come to terms yet that uh, that how how their week is going to be without starting it with sick and wrong. It's like you know they're they're gonna have to. This is a this is a major realization. I think a lot of people are probably gonna have to go to therapy for this. Yeah, it's like if you find out you're diabetic and you have to cut out the sugar. Yeah, it's a lifestyle adjustment. Not having uh, not having us in their lives every Monday to start off their week. It's going. It's it's going to be. People, you'll be all right. You'll get through it. Believe you me. Just listen to the old episodes. It's not like you remember what we said. <laughs> that that's true. I don't remember what we said. But this is a, this is a big finale tonight. Coming up, uh, we got some special guests. We got some great phone calls. My brother's going to be on the show. Steel, and uh, believe it or not, we actually made contact with Bob Madigan from Beyond the Grave. And we did. This is yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that, you that, can uh, you get to listen to us pushing the Ouija board thing around for 15 minutes and yeah. spelling out phrases, spelling out the <laughs> words, really uh, audio gold. Yeah, Our, I, I remember when we asked him if uh, if he's drunk and he was just like Y E S. And then we were like, Bob, you can just go. There's a yes at the top of the board. You know, just, just, just point to yes. yes. Just go to the yes dot. <laughs> Okay. And we had loads of phone calls and emails to get through. I'm going to try to get through all of it, but uh, yeah, but, there, we, but you know, there, we only have an hour here, you know, Wackerly uh, has got things to do. It's Sunday night, school <laughs> night. Um, so yeah, I don't, you know, this isn't the final episode of Sick and Wrong Forever. I don't think Sick and Wrong will ever truly die, but it's definitely the last consecutive episode with uh, me and you. Right. Are um, you going to take a break or are you just going to next week come out with something else? No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm planning. Uh, I'm pro- probably going to take a couple weeks off. Got to regroup. Got to collect my thoughts. You know, it's it's you know, it's weird. It's a weird feeling that uh, that we're ending the show. I can't I can't even believe we've been doing it for so long. Uh, I can't believe we are. Yeah, we've been doing it for so long. I, mean, I don't ha- feel very weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, you seem overjoyed. Like I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, I do have some champagne. Look at this. You got some champagne. Where's the, um, where's the uh, what's what's that thing that that's the sick and wrong uh, slide whistle? Wait, I figured you you'd just it? be that's slide a, whistling. I was going to get the whole it, but I forgot. <laughs> I was busy pouring the champagne. I didn't actually buy this champagne for the show. I just found it in the fridge. Yeah, it it, it seems to be a celeb- like a celebratory event going on over there in uh, in Wackerly's house. I see like the banner over there saying, you know, last show, got your party hat on. There's there's, there's a a band in the other room. Can you hear him tuning up? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, did you really think (laughs) we were going to (laughs) last? The teeth, dear. Did you really think we're going to last 500 episodes, almost 10 years doing the show? No. Yeah, that was the joke that we were going to do 390 whatever, right? But did you even think we'd do that? No, that's why it was a joke number. Mm-hmm. That we're gonna do like ten, and then just kind of get sick of it. Um, but I'm one of those guys though that always has to have a project. You know, what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm like one. Of, you know, there's people out there that always have to. Is have that what this is a project? <laughs> you know, it's doing something. Like I have to do a project, like something to give me purpose. Right. Should I send you a paint by number set or something? Or yeah, or like uh, yeah, needlepoint or something. <laughs> Model railroad. <laughs> I I always have to have a bit of a project. And so I think that's why, like, I just kept doing it. But, but yeah, but, I mean, do you remember when we came up with the idea? Yeah. And talk, and uh, decided what our names are going to be. It was at the Golden Bull. I think we were really drunk. Oh, yeah. We used Oakland. to spend all of our time at the Golden Bull. So that's, I could have guessed that. Well, because we drank for free there. Yeah. It was close. It was the only bar that was really within sort of 
easy distance. Well, yeah. I mean, back then, uh, we're living in Oakland. I think there were only like three bars that people hung out at. Yeah. And that was one of them downtown. Yep. Plus, I DJed there. So, uh, me and Big Jeff DJed there. But yeah, I remember we're like talking about names. And uh, I just went with D. Simon because I tried unsuccessfully to change my name to Simon in college because I thought it'd be cooler. Oh, did you? You're, yeah, you remember that? No. I was going by Simon. <laughs> I wish I did. It sounds like a hilarious memory. Oh, well, you know, I, I tried. I thought it was, uh, you know, it was futile, but whatever. I was like, I, I was just sick of the name Dave. I just don't think I look like a, a Dave. Hey, what's up, Dave? You know, working at, working at the Best Buy. Hey, my name's Dave. I'll um, <laughs> help you shopping for VCRs. You going to want the true coat with that <laughs> new Hyundai? So I thought, you know, I, um, Simon would be like, I'm Simon. I'm mysterious. And right, so I thought I, it was like a dark wave name. Or dark something. wave name. Yeah. And so I remember trying it. And then uh, our, our uh, roommate, Eric, Eric, was just like, oh, hey, what's up, D. Simon? Because he just refused to call me Simon. I was like, no, it's Simon. And he's like, okay, D. Simon. Isn't D. Simon, though, some kind of UK broadcaster of, of old? Simon D. Simon, Simon D. D. Yeah, uh, the other way around. Because I but guess so, people thought you were, like, ripping him off, right? Yeah, people thought that. And also D. Snyder, who I, who I respect and uh, admire. <laughs> you have a lot of respect. I love Twisted Sister. They were my favorite hair metal band back in the day. Um, but anyway, I, I decided to go with D. Simon. It was an easy one. And then you picked out uh, Lance Wackerly, because didn't you live on Wackerly Road? I lived near it, and then it's just a funny name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you spelled it wrong. Oh, wait. How, how do you spell it? On the it? website. It has a Y at the end. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, you can go visit the street if you can find it in Google Maps, but it's spelled differently. <laughs> With a Y. I guess I never thought. Yeah. Anytime, like, I would, like, you know, like, have college friends be like, oh, my parents are gone. Let's go have a kegger at their house. And then I'd, we'd go back to my you know, childhood home to get drunk in my parents' house, we would drive by Wackerly Street and people would be like, Wackerly? Wackerly. <laughs> then I found out it's like Dutch or something. So everybody's like, oh, is Lance Wackerly Dutch? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, a, a few people wrote in like, so this is the final episode. What What's Lance's real first name? It's like, uh, it really is Lance. It really That's is Lance. Gay. That's the gayest part. <sighs> but you know, over the years... We pissed off a lot of people. I mean, we, we obviously entertained a lot of people, but we pissed off a lot of people with the show. Friends, family yeah. members, right. each other once with the, well, uh, the and Xbox then think thing. About, okay, I mean, I know you want to get into the list of who we've pissed off, but then think about all the times you've been like, wow, I wonder if that person got pissed off. Or like, you know, like, I, I, I'll just come on. So like, like, for instance, like I have a friend who has a brother who she's like, you know, Scooper adores and he has Down syndrome. So like every time we were on a show and we made fun of like people with Down syndrome, I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't hear this and get really offended. Luckily, she's like a respectable, sophisticated person and doesn't listen, it to, doesn't listen to the show. But other things like, you know, I have like, I have like, you know, Latino friends and I'm like, oh man, we fucking talked a lot of shit about Mexican people. Like, I wonder if this person's going to hear this and like punch me in the face the next time I see him. But you know, it's all in jest. Yeah, we, we yeah but I'm just saying... Of all the people we pissed off, there's like been 10 times that where I've been like, I hope that person's not pissed off and nothing ever happened. But 
I always feel it's but like sometimes an, it did happen is what you're going to Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm I always feel it's like an inadvertent comment, just an aside or something that I made and it's like, "Oh, what are the chances someone's going to listen?" And whenever I feel that way, they actually listen. And then I get a phone call or an angry text or a crying girlfriend. Yeah, I was going to say almost the same thing. So all the times I worried about it, nothing ever happened. And then all the times people actually got pissed off, I was completely blindsided. Like, really? You were offended at that? From, you know, episode one, when uh, we told that story of uh, my brother's boyfriend at the time, Rick, getting upper decked. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> we said that was the in first episode. In hindsight, I didn't know, and I still don't, probably because of this, partly, but I don't know Rick well enough to, like, make fun of him like that. Like, if it was your brother, then I would have obviously defended myself, but I just felt bad. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't really even know Rick, and I'm just talking shit about him. God, I wish someone would upper deck my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you know, whatever. We you, I knew Rick really well. That guy used to, uh, I mean, he would rip on me. He would make fun of my my height, my voice, my face. And so I didn't think it would be that big of a deal as, you know, I figured he had a thicker skin, but apparently not. Never spoke to us again after that. Right. And remember uh, our friend Chris got involved. Right. He was like the mediator. It's just like, and, and we were both just kind of like, whatever, dude. I mean, it's it's a stupid show. It's a joke. But you know what? The stupid I think he was at Big Jer's like birthday party, like not recently, but way back. And I, I was there and, there wasn't like an issue, but we didn't like talk to each other. <laughs> I, I never spoke to him again. And I even reached out to him to try to like, be like, dude, you know, this is water in the bridge now, but no. Nope. And then, you know, on top of that, like, uh, if you think about, in addition to Rick, we pissed off my brother a few times. I'm surprised he even <laughs> will be on the show anymore. Your brother's pissed off every day, though. Yeah, that's it's hard true. To, it's hard for him not to be pissed off. And also, I think he's got a short-term memory thing going on, so he, for, he forgets stuff. So, you, <laughs> you know. just have to wait a little yeah. bit. So you just got to wait, and then you'll forget it. But yeah, my, my brother's been angry. Um, uh, Bob's, Bob's wife, remember that? Yeah, well, Bob was mad, too, for a while. Oh, Bob was really mad about that, yeah. Which, yep. <laughs> that was just, that was mean. I pissed off quite a few girlfriends, even my current girlfriend. Uh, she got really upset with me when I, I talked about her um, like parking tickets or something. And she <laughs> Don't was, discuss my legal issues. Oh, she was so mad about it. And then uh, all my girlfriends I've ever had through that the show, I think I've just been like, "What that dumb thing you do? I don't care. <laughs> it's stupid. Don't fucking mention my name on it, or I'll bust your balls off." But did you tell them like I don't want you to listen? I tell everybody I know not to listen. <laughs> like, we still have friends who listen, and they're always like, oh, that was funny we're on the show. And I'm just like, oh, I don't, I just don't listen to it. And plus, you just don't even want to talk about it. You yeah. know, it's like, so this is, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes you'll hang out with friends that listen, and you'll be at a barbecue, and they just want to right. talk about the show for like two hours. Yeah, this isn't, uh, who's that guy? You probably wouldn't know. But, you know, all those Real Housewives shows, there's another show where they just talk about the show. Wait, they they talk about the Real Housewives show. It'd be fun. This would be a funnier bit if you knew what I was talking about. No, it's, you know what it is? It's like that Walking Dead thing that the Nerdist does. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. We're talking most dead. Po- most popular shows now have a add on show where they talk about the show. I That's find- what I don't. I don't. I've never wanted to do that. So like, you sit down with somebody and they're like, "Oh, did you hear this follow up on that story?" You get? And I'm like, "I don't care. <laughs> Let's talk about something else." I find those supplementary shows insulting. Because it's like, what, I, I'm not intelligent enough to comprehend what I just saw that I need you to explain it to me? Well, it's like a seminar. 
you know. I, I, I mean, whatever. I understand the nerdiness. That's what, isn't like, that what all of college is? Like, you read a book and then you have to talk about it for 18 hours. And, and But I, I, it just pisses me off. It's like, oh, okay. I, I, now I can actually understand the show because you've explained it oh, to yeah. me. Well, imparting your wisdom. Yeah. Well, I think people usually want, you know, it's not an analysis of the show. They want to see the, the stars the, of the, the show. The funny comedians. Yeah. yeah. Or John Hamm or whatever with his big hog. We pissed off Sleazy E a few times. Broke Dick Thomas. Remember that guy? Yeah. yeah he's he um, Was he mad after he came on the show or before? After because uh, he was all he was all stoked about coming on the show, but then we made fun of him like repeatedly and um he yeah, he never got over it. And, <laughs> I mean, whatever though. Um and my sister. My sister was upset with that whole Christmas tree thing. Remember that? Well, that was an extracurricular event, but it did come up. It was, the idea was birthed on the show. That was funny. That was one, that of, was my, one of those uh, things where I didn't, I thought she would think it was funny and she was actually really, really mad. She was, she was very angry. She made Jared throw it out in the street, the Tenderloin sidewalk. Right. I think that's how most people get rid of their Christmas trees in the Tenderloin. But yeah, but the day of. Not, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it before Christmas? It was like, like right. I think it was the day or the day of Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. She grinched it. Oh, no. She was. She, and he still has never had a Christmas tree. Like that was the only time we uh, Christmas trees ever yeah, been in their house. For him. Yeah. Um, for life. But you, know, but you know what? Whatever. We did that apology episode. So we already apologized for that shit. Um, but it, but it's been fun, you know. We've we've done we've interviewed some cool people. We've uh, interviewed some really lame people, <laughs> like some of those. In, I mean, that's the thing. People always are like, oh, one of these interview shows. But you know what? We got to take breaks occasionally. Like you go on vacations. We have lives outside of the podcast. And what am I going to fill up the show with? Who is the you guy uh, that does the freak show? Jim Rose, Jim Rose. Jim Rose. Remember Jim Rose? Like he just didn't want to answer any questions. He just wanted to talk. And do you remember when uh, I think I asked him a question about like, so is your show even relevant now that Jackass is so popular? And he was just like, what? I mean, got all bent out of shape about yeah. it. I think he was the only interview person that we ever pissed off while we were interviewing them. And that well, he wasn't even really pissed off, but no, but we've a had perturbed. Uh, I'm trying to think. So we've had remember Lizard Man. He was all right. Wasn't that guy he? was cool. Mary Roach, she was yeah, awesome. She was good. Um, Chris Hansen, that's kind I of amazing. For that one, uh, the uh, the guy that fucked the dolphin. I I interviewed the guy that fucked yeah. the dolphin like probably a year before Stern Stern got a hold of him. Claim to fame. Yeah, no, I was I was all up in it. <laughs> one of my favorite interviews, which I think uh, was kind of underrated, is that black KKK guy. Remember that guy? Uh huh. He would befriend. KKK like clan members and get their robes and the dude had like 20 robes huh. did they know he was black or was this all over the internet no he was yeah he was a black guy he'd show up at their rallies oh he was just a bizarre <laughs> dude and the guy I guess uh, used to be in a band with Chuck Berry huh. you know and uh, I think he played saxophone for Bill Clinton during the campaign hmm. yeah no the guy uh, the guy was really interesting wrote a book about it um, who else did I interview We've also had like other randoms, like that prostitute. Um, it was like an early episode that was friends with Jerry Blue. Uh, the oh, yeah, the, I kind of remember talking to her. The tranny prostitute, um, Juliet Stray, Juliet Holly Stray. Stevens. We had a, oh, a God, bunch of no. porn stars. Ryan Keeley's been on the show. Um, should make was, a clip show out of it, all these interviews. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They, that's <laughs> never a, let me do a clip show. <laughs> always going to be. We never did one, though. But do you want to know why? Because think how much work it would be to go through for me. Because you're not you. going to do that. 
And like, I think the closest thing we've I ever done to do clips. The, uh, the doo-doo-doo-doo sound. <laughs> In between. Like the wavy, uh, yeah, the wavy interstitial. <laughs> I think uh, in terms of solo shows, because I never really did solo shows. I'd have a guest host and I'd do an interview. But you did actual solo shows. Especially yeah, solo shows almost impossible to do, which still, you know, like, uh, what's that guy who does it still? The distorted view guy. Yeah, the distorted view. I just don't know how you do it. <laughs> I mean, every time I did it, I realized it was terrible as I was doing it. But I was just like, you know, what are you going to say by yourself just into the into the microphone? Yeah, but you're like Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Uh, the what was that? The Anger Chamber, Angry Chamber. Yeah, I mean, this like is that. performance art. It's perform. Yeah. I didn't want it to be performance art. I just had to do something, and I wasn't going to like get somebody to interview. And nobody would do the show show with me. P Town did the show once with me. Uh, those <laughs> those two episodes, P-Town. yeah. People, if you want to laugh, go back to like it's got to be like in the first fifty, probably maybe first hundred. Mm. Um, there are two episodes. I was in Europe, Turkey, and uh, Egypt with my dad. Yeah, on the cruise ship, the cruise, and cruise. Uh, yeah, you did two episodes, two weeks um, <laughs> with you and P Town. They were like thirty minute shows, really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I but, think if you're going to get if, the problem is doing a solo show, if, if you just walked around with a uh, like a little voice recorder and just had like, oh, here's a funny thought. And you said it and then like but you, but you had all week like a funny thoughts and then you just edit them all together. That might work. But it's just it's almost impossible just to sit down in a room because it's not even like stand up, right? Because it's yeah. stand up like there's the audience and they laugh or they don't laugh. But if you're just in a room by yourself trying to be funny, it doesn't it's really it's impossible. You know, I think some people can do it, you know, like Rush Limbaugh, like people that love the sound of their own voice. Yeah, but even even those guys, the solo radio dudes, they have like three people in the booth that they're yeah that they're talking to. Yeah, yeah, and they're like they're laughing and they're giving him notes and stuff. You know, I'm I'm impressed by the distorted view guy, Tim Henson. Like that guy still puts on an entertaining show. Yeah, Um, the only thing that would be harder than that for me. Is people who do it with their wife or girlfriend. <laughs> Imagine the relationship ender that would be. And then, you know, she'd probably hey, want to... <laughs> We're the wacky couple. She'd want to talk about her relationship with you. Because remember, podcasting started that way. Like, Don and Drew and yeah. uh, Keith and the girl. It's I like, think there's still the, the world of... Uh, 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 YouTube stars is still full of uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife crews. Ah, God, yep, it's a scourge. <laughs> but you know, we we've had some uh, we've met some cool people through the show. I mean, I met a few fans uh, in your in England when I was in England. But I also met you know we've met fans that have come out here. Um, but a lot of people like remember when the forum was big. There are a couple people that got married through the through the through the forum. They met each other yeah. through the forum because they're yeah, both fans you of the show. The price is right. Yeah. Uh, Price is Right with uh, Doc and Kitty. Yeah, who got married. <laughs> they, they got they got married. Um, what about that? Uh, oh, I forget that. She was like a crazy cat chick. Cat yeah, her lady. screen name was Crazy Cat Lady. Crazy Cat like, Lady. She had all these weird, bizarre medical problems. Didn't she marry some dude? And then she married some dude, but I think they quickly got divorced. <laughs> I think that was exactly what you'd picture a, you know podcast forum relationship to be like it was really intense and then it burned itself out really quickly and you know they both probably realized like what a terrible idea but we had i mean there's some hot girls that listen to the show though believe it or not you know surprisingly right. i remember being pleasantly surprised i met some of the female fans that uh, showed up in uh, england i was like wow the only the only thing that would make me maybe want to do the show 
and don't like hold out hope that it's <laughs> this is a joke but it's kind of serious too is uh i would like to meet uh whatever marin the marin gal oh Anne from northern <laughs> california Anne from northern california who's had like a thousand dicks and you know she has all these crazy stories like all of her stories are what would be in like a 70s um like back in the 70s when porn movies actually had plots <laughs> Like Debbie does Dallas. Like she'd be like, I'm on a bicycle trip with my guy friends and now we're banging behind a barn. Yeah. When I think and of I've her, got a huge hairy bush, I think of like Lady Shatterley or something. You remember those Lady Shatterley movies? Well, I guess no, she's well, more like 70s. period pieces yeah. though. Like uh, I think hers would be like, oh, I'm the like, I'm the cheerleader. Who's the skank? Yeah. She's like Debbie does Dallas. But right. I like, I, I guess uh, the reason I said Lady Shatterley is remember those movies came out like what in the eighties? Yeah. And you'd see those on Skinamax. Right. Like Black Emmanuel. <laughs> like all those <laughs> movies. I just picture her to be of that era. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, I've, we've met some scary fans, though, from this show, too. Like, there's yeah. been some scary ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, over the years, there's been some you, cool you, people. I usually sniff those ones out, but you always end up meeting them. Yeah, no, person. I usually, if someone comes to town and I'm not I'm doing call anything. call anybody out in person. <laughs> I will go and, uh, yeah, I will meet What's and uh, hang out. What's the worst that happen? Yeah. <laughs> you could be murdered. Murdered. Uh, maybe wake up with a girl peeing all over your bed. You know, that, that stuff girl, happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep dreaming. <laughs> hmm. um, why but does, this, why some... does this coffee at the Starbucks t- smell like roofie? <laughs> <laughs> We've had some memorable callers, though. Repeat callers over the years. Mm-hmm. Trucker Paul. Yeah, Vietnam. Remember the guy, uh, Scott from Iowa? Oh, yeah. Scott from Iowa was good. What was his thing? He was always shitting his pants or something? I, you know, he was like... But then he had like a horrible divorce. He went through a horrible divorce and then he was banging all these chicks. But he would talk about like... He had this weird like fecal... Like philia. Like he had some kind of weird sexual attraction to feces. Or something. It was something. Was it sexual, or he was just very interested in it? Yeah, but unlike the moon, you know, the moon would call up and he'd talk about just like the the cultural differences of taking a shit. Well, the moon is very specific. It's the work toilet. Yeah, the work toilet. Where Scott from Iowa would just call up was this some new? Because this was even before. Yeah, but this was before the shit story segment. I think the shit story (laughs) segment came like the genesis of it was Scott from Iowa's phone calls. Well, and Scott from Iowa is like you guys will never guess what happened. And you're like, Oh wow. Like something happened. And the person was in your car and they had a panties full of diarrhea. And then another time he calls in his book. Oh, and then this happened. And then you're like, Oh wow, man, another poo. But then like the fifth time and it's like, Scott is seeking these things out. I, I think so. I think yeah. he, he's planning this. I think it's like, a, it's, it's a setup that he would do. And whether it's sexual or whether it's just for the story. So he could just call into the podcast and entertain us. You know, <laughs> maybe they were made up, but even if they were, then he's like a good writer. <laughs> so, writer. Uh, what what does the future hold for you, Wackerly? Now that you're going to have uh, Saturday afternoons off, um, is, it, is it just going to be a lot of day drinking? Like, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, there'll probably be some of that in there, but um, you know, I'll still have my Facebook page, my um, Twitter page. I'm probably more active on than Facebook, and uh, also my Tumblr page is out there. If anybody would like to check that out, probably maybe put some more stuff up on that than I usually do. Are you going to, are you going to go back to comics and you're going to start doing comics? Again? Perhaps. Yeah. I think, you know what people I predict? Love, the comics are probably more along the lines of the solo shows, but maybe people will like that. I predict you're going to miss the podcraft. There's going to be oh, a really? void. 
There's going to be a void. I predict this. We'll, well see. maybe. Do you we'll want to do see. like a, when you want to schedule a psychological evaluation for like a year from now or something? I, I No, I guarantee probably six months from now. I'm going to come crawling back. Is no, that you're, you're going to text me. Hey, you know, I've been thinking about doing the show again. I got some uh, lame ideas I need to get out there <laughs> into the podcrafting space. Um, I'm going to miss I think, this, I think though. I need to be heard. <laughs> I'm going to miss our weekly Skype sessions because I don't think we would talk oh, we regularly. Can still Skype. We can still Skype. It's just we'll Skype for a half hour. We don't need to Skype for fucking four hours. But I don't talk on the phone to anybody except for oh. my sister, really. Yeah, you we're know, not talking on the phone. I'm not going to. I didn't say I would call you. <laughs> I said we could Skype. It's pretty much internet calls. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess we'll probably well, hang then out. Maybe we won't. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we'll hang out when uh, you know when we're in each other's respective towns. I imagine. Right. I mean, we have lots of mutual friends, and it's like we don't talk to them either. But it's not the. End I, of the I, world. But I mean, do you talk to anybody on the phone? No. Yeah, absolutely I mean, not. Do you even talk to your parents on the phone? Maybe like once every two months. <laughs> I'm getting them slowly. I mean, they're probably seventy five percent there at this point. But where I get, I've moved them to the text realm. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so what my plan is, I'm going to take a few weeks, maybe a couple weeks off. Probably um, I'm planning in October to launch the, uh, the, the new Sick and Wrong, Sick and Wrong 2.0. Um, it's not going to be the same show, but it's not going to be that much different either. <laughs> you know, you, you got one good thing going. Why not? There are too many shit stories to not continue doing the show. That's the thing. I haven't even got, got through the whole like uh, log of shit stories. No pun intended with log. <laughs> um, it's still going to be scatological, puerile informative i think steel's going to do a uh a, a, a contribution he's going to do a, a regular segment uh, also with some former guests and i'm hoping wackerly's going to be a guest host i, I still think you'll you'll come back wackerly you oh, will I, return i definitely will come i mean i'm not saying i'll never go on the new show but well, definitely for the holiday show that, that, <laughs> yeah that's always been a blast because who else is gonna who else am i gonna drink nog with exactly that's that's always been my i look forward to that every year it's a good time well so we got a, we got some guests to call i know steel's been waiting he's gonna be all pissed off because i told him we'd call him about uh, 45 minutes ago he gets oh, so yeah. pissed off when it when you call him late so we yeah, should call mo- steel most people do d yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh just hang around and wait for me to call you when i told you i was gonna call you i gave him i gave him a text i told him okay. that we're running right. a little late um, re- you know, real quick, let's do a, a couple calls and then we'll give co- steal a call. So we got a ton of calls to get through. I'm not going to get through all of these, but, um, uh, here's one from uh trucker Paul. Hey, sick and wrong. Sounds like this may be the final phone call. Uh, oh, Lance, I don't know what to say. You can still call your new, but, um, <laughs> You're, you're pussy whipped. You're, you're pussy, pussy whipped. whipped. <laughs> Have a nice retirement. Who started, who started this meme uh, that has that anything to do with pussy? I, it started on the uh, Facebook page. Because it yeah, doesn't... I don't, I don't get... <laughs> we never said anything like that. It just some fan came up with that idea. Well, no, because they're, they're comparing uh, your wife to Yoko Ono. Yeah, but my wife is at work on Saturdays. She's, she doesn't give a fuck what I do. And not to mention... Your wife actually wants you to keep doing the show. Because right, I think she's she knows be I'm sitting here doing nothing. Yeah, she's gonna be annoyed thinking, okay, <laughs> she, now I'm gonna come back. Now and she's gonna be like, gonna where be the wasted. fuck is he? Exactly. And I'll be out like, you know, spending all the money <laughs> on on it's weird wacky fun. junk. D, you need to keep the show going. Uh I make hopefully a you suggestion keep of uh 
maybe guest hosts or uh, maybe don't do it as often <laughs> or uh, maybe get steel. Steel would be an awesome choice. This is like when you, a business fails and you have to have like conference calls with like all the investors and stakeholders. I, I just love like the stakeholders calling me, giving me show advice, tips. You know, I would love to do a show with Steel, but you, you can't. Steel can't do a show consistently because of his job. Like he doesn't. Right. Eat, he, How he's about Trucker Paul as a guest host? He probably has Skype. Oh, that would be great. Just on just on the road, it'd be great. Yeah, just talk about the trucking life for one week. Flatzos. Um, I don't have much to say. I'm disappointed. Huh. Very disappointed. Disappointed Trucker Paul there, Wax. But one more time, the last time for Lance. Lance. Lick my balls! <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I don't know why, but I'm always surprised that he's actually in the truck, which you don't think about till the end. Yeah, no, that's great. That That is great. Um, all right, we got one more here, and then uh, then uh, we'll we'll move on. Hey, Lance, sorry to hear you're going. Uh, I gotta say, whenever I'm in Alameda and I see you, I've made it a point not to say hi because I didn't want to <laughs> freak you out and make you not want to do the podcast because people are noticing you around town. So at least now I can do that. So uh, I'll see you at the bar. See you, buddy. <laughs> now he's trying to intimidate me. Now you're gonna get recognized, Wagley. I think that, I think you're gonna have to keep doing the show just so people don't come now feel comfortable to come up and talk to you. All right, um, we got to give Steele a call. Let's give Steele a call and see how he's doing. I love catching up with Steele. Usually, we only talk to him well, it's holiday show, but I usually call him over the summer, just because it's just great Christmas to have in July. Yeah, so it's but uh, so we didn't have him on this summer, so it's good to catch catch up with him. And and how can you do a finale episode without Steele? So let me give him a call. I bet she's probably jerking off. He is totally jerking off right now. Or, you know, he's, he's probably going to be like, I, I was waiting, so I just wanted to take a shit. Then started jerking off. Well, Steel. Hey, what's going on? Were you, were you jerking off just now? You ask me the same thing every time you call. <laughs> what could possibly make you think that I masturbate? Well, I was just wondering. I mean, it, you know, the phone was ringing for a while. We were thinking, like, something must be going on. You know? Well, it only takes me a couple of rings to pump one out. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the uh, the big finale episode. It's, you know, this is the last Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. It's the end of an era. Um, well, my pleasure. You know, it's like I'm in the Jerry Lewis telethon when he qu- quits telling jokes and he, g- and he gets all serious. That's, what, that's the mood. That is the mood. It's very somber. So that's why somber over there. Well, I'm welling up on my end. I can assure you of that. Well, that's why we ha- we're having you on for comic relief. You know, um, oh, well, you called <laughs> the wrong person. I've never said anything funny in my life. So I can wheel the uh, the uh, Jerry's kids off the stage, and now we bring out the comedian. And now, yeah, this is like <laughs> we're we're just really serious. And now, yeah, now now we need some laughter. Yeah, um, well, you're a day or you're about a week or so late on a Labor Day thing, and aside from the laughter when they rolled the kids off the stage, I also lost my appetite for the next three days. I can't eat around that type of stuff. You know that. <laughs> so, Steele, we're just talking about uh, 
um, you know, this, this is the end of the show. Do a little bit of a recap. How did you, how did you cope? Like, how did From the Bill end? It was like when was that? Like like four or five years ago? Holy shit! No, I think it was longer than that. I want to say it was uh, 2008 ish, maybe. We only did it for like two years. I think we started in 06, so it must have been 2008. So what what happened? Was it like Martin? Did someone like a listen? Someone like a someone listen to him and like or listen to the show and then call his boss or something? Yeah, well, something like that. I don't recall all the exact details of it, but we didn't have we never had a finale show because our show ended like the day it ended. Or Martin called me and said, "Hey, uh, we got to stop doing the show." And then why he explained to me why we were actually like two hours from doing our show, and we used to do live shows. We did the live version and rec- released the audio podcast versions later in the week and we did two shows a week so we were getting ready to do the live show a couple hours from then and martin said don't bother coming over we're done doing the show <laughs> so we never ever, ever like had any type of goodbye show we just people started logging on looking for the show for the next three weeks and nothing was ever post <laughs> didn't well did you guys come on sick and wrong though and talk about the end of the show I think Martin did because Martin was the catalyst for you know for why it had to end but it was basically the gist of it was you know, obviously our uh, show was a little bit off color in some regards. No. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we were also affiliated for a long, about half the duration of our show. For about a year of our show, we were affiliated with KSX Radio. They picked up, syndicated our show K-Sex. and picked it up and played it. And remember so, Tank? Tank Radio? Yeah, well, that was afterwards. That was a guy that owned and managed KSX broke off because there, there was a big infighting going on over there, and KSX was sinking. And so he started Tank, but Tank never took off. So we were, but we, you know, nobody ever knew about that. But the KSX thing was, you know, that was one of the first of its kind, you know, in terms of live porn-related talk shows. And we weren't a porn show. We were a comedy talk show is what we were. So I don't know how we ever got hooked up with them, but we did. And so Martin works in, like, the local area school districts doing sports officiating. Oh, like he's, that's you know, right. Umps and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's an umpire. <laughs> yeah, he's like an umpire and a referee. He does every sport. You know, he fucking, I think he even does, like, volleyball and shit. I don't know. He does everything. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, some fucking, you know, the fucking faggy millennial parents are all concerned that everybody wants to fuck their kids in the ass. So, you know, everybody thinks that everybody, if they hear the word porn, and there's a somebody working anyone related to the school district. They think that that fucking that person's probably a pedophile or something. So they got all up in arms. They heard about the show, and some people listened to it. And then they saw the KSX banner and saw all this fucking porn going on along with our what you could say maybe uh, a little tasteless comedy on our side. <laughs> uh, and they didn't like it, and they didn't like the fact that he was maybe going to be around you know, officiating in local schools. So they fucking started making a big whoop about it. And eventually, you know, Martin and his wife decided, you know, it's part of their, you know, probably a quarter of their income or so comes in on what he yeah. makes off, off laughing. So they decided to pull the plug. But looking at Martin, would you want your child to be around him anyway? I mean, I would, even if no, he did do a I'm, show. You know, absolutely not. No, I, but they should have made that decision before they found our radio show. They should have made that decision <laughs> ten years prior to that and said, "I don't want this guy around my kid." I mean, just talk about the nightmares, you know, stunting their growth. Um, I don't want him around me, and I'm a grown adult. So what? So what happened? Like that's what I'm talking about right now. Like the, the relationship I have with, with Wackerly. What, what do you think is going to happen? Like, did you just stop talking to Martin completely? Did you ever see him again? 
Uh, I, I wish I'd never saw him again. That would have been, that would have been the dream of my life. Uh, unfortunately, we only live about five miles from each other, uh, and he has my phone number. So, you know, it, it, uh, the, the main thing is, is I was bitter, like, because I, I, I wasn't expecting, and we had, we had hashed over the fact over about six months prior to that, occasionally one of us would say, you know, let's just stop doing this fucking thing. We were kind of getting bored with it. But we'd, mm. we'd, we'd get our second wind and we'd think it through and go, oh, no, fuck, no, this is still fun. Let's keep doing it. So we'd do it. And then when it kind of came out of the blue like that, just like I said, we were planning on doing a show. I already did show prep and shit, which for me took two minutes a week. But uh, Did you make uh, show I notes? Already, what's that? Did you write up, like, show notes? No, more or less, pull, trying to, you know, to, at that time, Fark was the place to try to pull fucked up stories from. If we were, a lot of times, we never even got to news stories. Sometimes it was just us hashing over, you know, our daily occurrences or in our daily lives and shit, or we'd take, you know, emails or voicemails and things like that. And we did, we did it live, so we sometimes could interact with the chat room, and we'd get a lot of shit from them to use, you know, in terms of stories and stuff, but... Uh, you know, just basically searching FARC, and then, yeah, I might I might make notes or, like, bullet points through the week if something popped in my head on a certain perspective or angle to take. You should on sell those on eBay if you still have them from the real show I notes. have a stack of that shit, but it's all in shorthand from back then, which I knew what it probably meant. Now I can look at it. I couldn't even tell you what the fuck it would mean. It's like chicken scratch, you know? But, uh... So yeah, did, I was bitter for, for about a couple months after, and I didn't talk to him or anything. I'm like, fuck you, you know, you're just going to end it like that out of the blue without even consulting me or anything. So I was bitter, but then, you know, I got over it, and, and uh, now we're still best friends. Yeah, did the, did the fans get over it eventually? Like, were people pretty pissed off? Because our fans right now, like, you should read our Facebook page. They're calling, like, oh, uh, yeah, they're, they're upset. Like, well, why can we disappoint at all Your them? fan base much like our fan, but like whenever you see a school shooting, I just assume that's a from the bill or a sick and wrong listener. <laughs> listener. <laughs> I mean, I just assume that. I mean, that's that you're dealing with a lot of people in your fan base are very unstable. And when they're not on their meds, you never know which way they're going to go. So yeah, they're going to give you a lot of vitriol and hate speech and death threats and shit like that. I still, in fact, today I just texted Martin. I got a creepy uh, Facebook message, uh, whatever it's called, Facebook Messenger, whatever that faggy thing is on the Facebook now. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about seven or eight years since we did the show, and I still regularly get, and a lot of it's because you guys, you know, had me on a show, you know, a couple times a year, so they, you know, still kind of have that from the bill connection. But I just got a message from some guy who. Out of the blue, uh, sent me a, a message and he recorded like 10 different, like you can audio record and leave a voice recording on the, the messenger. I didn't know that, but apparently you can. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that and either. He let me, yeah, he left me like 10 fucking drunken rambling voicemails plus a text about how we never should have ended the show and how he still wants us to come back on the air and he hates us for going off the show. So, yeah, you guys did it for 10 years. You guys are going to continue for, like I said, this is eight years. I still get messages from these people and they're still upset and still begging us to come back. Why, I don't know, because we were horrible anyway. But you guys have did it for 10 years. Your fan base is probably 100 times as big as ours ever was. So you're going to continue to get this probably for the next, you could stop the show and not even do anything, D, and you'd probably still get shit for the next 20 years from these people. They're, yeah. they're unstable. This is this is their life. They don't have much else going on. Well, you should, I mean, some of these calls, like, there are a couple calls, people were, like, getting choked up. And you could tell, like, they're, like, you know, they got this wackerly shrine in their bedroom covered in <laughs> semen. 
and now they're, they're like smashing it while they're making the call. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, they're, they're going to be upset, but you know what? That's the thing. I mean, I'm planning to continue doing the show, and hopefully, Wackley will be a guest host whenever he wants. And I want you to be. Uh, we were talking about you doing a uh, segment on it, which would be great. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I definitely uh, do the segment that we talked about for sure. I know we're we're coming up with some titles for it right now, which is which is pretty funny. I I, I do like uh, Steel Justice. I think that I think that works. But Fistful of Steel is another one that sounds good. I like that. I, I could go with that. I could fistful go with Fistful of Steel. Of steel. <laughs> I got a fistful of two and a half inches right now. Yeah, you know, um, so we're, we're working on it. This is going to be uh, coming up, and that, that would be great. Um, but in the meantime, you know, Steele, it's always good to have you on the show. I think some of the uh, some of my favorite shows are the holiday shows uh, when we've caught up with you. And it's been a while. We haven't had you on. Like, usually we call you in the summer to, to ask you how the Bay City uh, River Roar was going. Like, which <laughs> yeah, the River Roar Yeah, which job, uh, man. But, you know, I was, I was uh, thinking about this the other day. Um, how was your nine eleven? Did you uh, did you did, did they do anything special on uh, for nine eleven in in the Bay Bay City area? Uh, I try to avoid any nine. I mean, I get enough of it on the fag book with all the never forgetters <laughs> that try to out never forget one another with their memes and whatnot. So I, I just try to avoid it. It, it. It's become like it's not even it's not even an honor of those who perished anymore. It's about trying to advertise your patriotism, your manufactured, made up patriotism on your sleeve to try to try to out never forget the next person, and they never want you to they want you to never forget that they're out never forgetting you because you don't never forget enough. It's it's all nonsense. <laughs> I love when people get nine eleven tattoos. That's, oh, that's I see my a couple favorite. of those. Yeah. I imagine it's probably pretty popular in the uh, Tri Cities and 911. Oh, it's I, I'm sure in Bangor, especially where you have all the you know the redneck <laughs> contingent or Pinconning, Linwood, that whole area. But yeah, I, I wrote uh, every year, and it's it's basically becoming. I don't know how much more I can say about it. I, every fucking year when 911 comes and people start posting the memes and sharing the the poems with the Toby Keith lyrics written over it, with the you know the meme of the. Oh. The, the eagle behind the flag or the flag behind the old New York skyline. I've written, I've written it every which way I can possibly come at it, and nobody's listening to me. They still <laughs> do it every year. And now I've, I've built it up, so now people take it in ironically, and now they'll start making me go put, like, Photoshop a picture of me over the New York skyline. Anything to try to, like, egg me on even more. So, uh, but yeah, they're trying I, to wind you up. Come out with something. Yeah, they're trying to wind you up. I saw some of these. Uh, there's just like over the New York skyline with the Twin Towers back in there, Steel's face just kind of superimposed. Yeah, it's they're great. doing that because they know how much is a I tattoo. <laughs> that is a tattoo. That's you want a, that as a tattoo? I think, no, well, somebody should get it. <laughs> I think somebody should get that, yeah. Um, <laughs> Steel hates tattoos, but would you like that one? Like I'm like if I'm fucking a chick in the back and instead of a, a tramp stamp she has a, a tattoo of me over the New York skyline that she never forget. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can't get hard anyway, so that's not going to make me any more hard or any more limp than I can already get. So if she wants to do it, I'll be flattered, but I'll be making fun of her the entire time. All right, what if she had instead of that as a tramp stamp? What if she had just a picture of uh, that comedian Josh Blue's face? Would that make you hard? Josh Blue. 
is, and I don't even know much of this. I've only seen like five minutes of his shit, but from what I can tell, <laughs> is he the Carlos Mencia of the cerebral palsy comedians? He's basically lifted Jerry Jewell's entire act. <laughs> It's some people that don't know who Josh Blue is. He won like last comic standing. He's a comedian with cerebral palsy, and like he, yeah, basically he just goes up there and it's like tells jokes about I'm self-deprecating jokes about being all palsied. And uh, still, yeah. you hate the guy. I well, I don't think he's funny. I don't think we, <laughs> we're in a society. We seem to think that we have to gravitate because somebody has okay. So he's handicapped and he's willing to do something and and put himself out there and do. But that doesn't necessarily make he's make him funny. Right. His, his material is horrible. His whole act, like I said, it's his hand all the way down to the involuntary motor skills and hand gestures. It's everything <laughs> Jerry Jewell did in 1982 before she got her gig on the Facts of Life. Yeah, I mean, remember she actually did stand up on the Facts of Life. Oh, did she? Yeah, she Blair's cousin. She started in stand up, and the routine that she did on the Facts of Life. And every time you find a Jerry Jewell clip of stand up, be it Facts of Life or or her actual stand up from fucking evening at the Improv or whatever five minutes she'd be on that show, it's the same thing. It always ends with a bowling joke. How she she's a good bowler. She just doesn't bowl good on the right lane because she you know her motor skills throws the ball over to the other way. <laughs> I've heard it. And Josh Blue is recycling the same shit. He's the fucking, he's like Bane Cook, except he's doing it with handicapped comics. Yeah. <laughs> he's no Stephen Hawking. No, yeah, sure. Stephen Hawking, yeah. now that's an original. Uh, well, he doesn't even have no, cerebral palsy. Well, but I'm saying he's handicapped, but he actually, you know, is, is known for his true genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, Stephen Hawking is a, is a fucking uh, uh, Christopher Reeves ripoff. <laughs> oh, I thought Hawking's older wasn't than Reeves. I know Reeves was now dead, but did, didn't Reeves have an equestrian accident before we even knew who Hawking was? Or, or am I? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. There, I'm you need so to sure. see the Hawking movie. What was that movie that came out with Hawking? Yeah, I saw that. Did you? Did you watch? It? I saw it on the <laughs> no, plane. I didn't see it. I saw the plane, and people were like crying. It's called like what was it? Beautiful Mind, or I don't forget the name mm, of something it. Something like that. It no, was... you're right. I've never seen it, but it's right now. It's like this month or the last couple of months. It's airing on Cinemax or Showtime or something. And every time I flick through the channels, I come across it. And every time that actor, every time I go across it, the guy playing Stephen Hawking is doing the exact same thing. He's limp in a wheelchair, his head's tilted to the side with a dumbfounded look on his face. I mean, how, how much, is this guy a method actor or a thespian? How much fucking talent does it take to play Stephen Hawking? I would, love, I, I would love to see you play Stephen Hawking, actually. I would love to, too, except I'd have to fast for nine months during shooting because I couldn't even, I can't, because I'm sure he'd be on a set as a consultant. I wouldn't be able to eat. You can I, call I, it I, es Essexville Hawking. Yeah, Essexville Hawking. I could see like a one act play. You could do it at the community, Bay City Players. You could do it at the community theater and just cruise around on a motorized wheelchair, but just, you know, like Stephen Hawking. Because <laughs> <laughs> he talks in like a voice, like activated computer or something, doesn't he? Yeah, we could get do, you a voice you box. Vo you could do the voice. Yeah, you could do, you I think you do could the do voice, the voice, right? I, I, can oh, I used to do the voice on From the Ville. We had that voice thing on our, on our uh, whatever it was, the, the, uh, the soundboard or whatever, where we could like change it to different settings. And yeah, I used to, Mark would sometimes put it on there and I'd talk as Hawking. 
but it wasn't anything. I was just talking normal, but it would come through the system, and it would sound like Stephen Hawking. I mean, how you know, uh, actor Hal Holbrook, he, like he had a whole sort of like third act to his his acting career, where he just would always do the one act show of of uh, Mark Twain. Oh yeah, he yeah. Could just do like the one act Stephen Hawking show. I, I think like, that would be great. Like, it could be your career, Steel Hawking. <laughs> Steel Hawking. Have, this is a. This might be a new segment for uh, Sick and Wrong 2.0. Steel, Steel doing a one act Stephen Hawking play. <laughs> so like, I'll be like the world's first and foremost Stephen Hawking impersonator. Is that like the Elvis impersonator? Just think you're him, and they see you. They'll be like, "What's up, Stephen Hawking?" Oh my God, it's Stephen Hawking, the genius. Actually, I'm an actor. I've heard, you know, I've heard he's like a horny guy. Like he gets, uh, he goes to strip clubs and like gets lap dances. Wait a minute. He doesn't, somebody has to take him to the strip. Like well, me, when I go to a strip club, it's on my own free will. I drive there. I get, you know, so as, he has, he can't just like pop into the strip joint. Somebody's got to take him there. I'm I mean, sure he's got a handler. ADA compliant, right? <laughs> I'm sure he's got a handler, but I mean, I, I've, I've read that uh, he goes to like a VIP booth, like at uh, some strip club in the UK in New York City. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can the VIP room at the Blue that's just around the corner from me. The VIPs are all upstairs. They don't have an elevator there, so he'd have, they'd have to make special arrangements for him downstairs, or maybe unless they might have to go to a stall in the men's bathroom or something and close the door and have a girl dance for him in there. Yeah, but like, like there's said, no he, way to get to the, the VIPs. He barely weighs anything, though. Maybe a couple of the just, strippers could just pick him up out of the chair and carry him up there. Like a fireman. You know, a fireman carry? Yeah, because, because we all know strippers are so such giving people where they want to actually <laughs> exert themselves and do some physical labor. Well, because like he's a millionaire. He's got yeah, money I mean, flying out of yeah, his pocket. Well, exactly, that. Yeah, in that case, they probably wouldn't. They'd probably try to... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that if they, they know that they're going to get paid uh, decently by the end of the night. I, I can see them doing that. Him, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I remember at the strip club I worked at in San Francisco, they uh, had a handicapped elevator. Like there was, so it was, they, I think they, they had to spend extra money to build it. So you would see guys in wheelchairs every now and then getting lap dances, mm. which is just so, odd. So your VIP there too was on the up. Uh, it was uh, upstairs, yeah. Well, there was like, there were couches on the bottom floor that were just kind of in the open, but then there was like a, a secluded, like, like a closed off VIP area that you had to pay. Yeah, to the yeah. prostitution areas. Yeah, it's a, where right, they can give right. hand jobs. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very familiar with some of those areas, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the way, uh, yeah, they, they, they don't, no, no, they don't have an elevator here. So yeah, somebody have to haul his ass up there. They'd have to make special arrangements on the first floor. Are you uh, are you still going? Are you still regular at the VU? Very, very, very rarely. I mean, I, I haven't been there probably. It's probably been, I don't know, probably over a year maybe since I've been there. Last How summer, does the maybe. VU do as a business? Is it f as full as it ever, ever was? Or is it sort of on the decline? Or is it on the upswing? I think it's kind of up and down. I know like when this recession first hit, whatever, in 2008, 2009, when everything was kind of going to shit, I think they took a little hit there because people didn't have that disposable income, even though a lot of people that go don't have the disposable income anyway. They just go, they wait for kids' long. college tuition and shit, you know? Well, the Michigan uh, economy was so bad, I imagine it must have hit the strippers pretty hard. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it did. I mean, because, I mean, sometimes you'd go in there 
and there'd be 20 dancers in there, and there'd be fucking five patrons. You know, and some of them weren't non-paying patrons. They fucking paid their cover charge, and they just want to sit at Pervert's Row and maybe throw a nickel or a, a quarter, maybe a fucking dollar bill <laughs> once in a while at the girl on the stage. But they weren't buying... In, uh, strippers, as you know, they make their money on the couches and the lap dances. They don't dances. make their money on the stage. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's how it works. Wow. So, um, yeah, the VU was my first strip club I ever went to in Saginaw on uh, River Road. It's the first strip club yeah, I ever went to. Yeah, same one, except it's a new, uh, you know, they, they knocked that one down. Like, probably 10 years ago, they built a two-story, kind of a modern-day one. You know, I like the, the old one better, but. Yeah, what about a cinema art? Remember that, that porn shop? You still go there? Yeah, well, I, I, they actually, Deja Vu bought that a while ago. It was a Deja Vu love boutique for a while. And then Cinema Art bought it back. And I think, I haven't been to that part of town, but I think somebody told me it's not open at all anymore. So I don't know where people in this town are going to get there. Well, they might have to listen to Sick and Wrong and order their dildos and butt plugs <laughs> through Adam and Eve. But I don't know if they can physically go and examine, you know, go browse the store anymore and look at dildos in person like they used to be able to do. Well, Cinema Art also had, like, video booths in the back that you put, like, a quarter in and watch, like, two minutes of a porn. Oh, yeah. I, back in the early 90s, I dropped a lot of loads on their floor, and I never used the, I never used the tissue from their tissue dispenser to clean up after myself, either. I figure I'm a paying customer. You don't go to a restaurant, spill on the table, and then, you know, they don't expect you to fucking wipe up the mess. So why should I go to Cinema Art and use one of their peep booths, drop a load on the floor, and why should I clean it up? It's not, you know, it's, it's no different than spilling a ketchup out of your hamburger onto the table like Hooters. Well, it's not like you're susceptible to shaming at that point. Like, they're like, you're, right. the, you're the messy porn booth uh, customer. Yeah, we don't, don't really appreciate that. You're like, I don't give a fuck what you think of me. Steel, what yeah, would I be here otherwise? Yeah, Steel. like like the owner, the fucking manager can look down upon you because you didn't clean up your load. No, you fucking manage a fucking porn shop. Like, <laughs> you know, and they used to actually, the cinema art was, the name cinema originally came from, they had actually, and I, I don't think they had it in later years, but when I first started sneaking in there with fake mustaches, trench coats, and sunglasses in 1985 when I was underage, <laughs> They had a uh, they had an actual cinema in there where they would like a big you know a movie screen with chairs set up in rows like a movie theater where you could actually go watch with other perverts in the middle of the, you know at two o'clock in the afternoon go in there and watch a porn together like as a you know everybody like you would just go to watch fucking Road Warrior or whatever at a regular AMC movie theater <laughs> like, and, like Fred Willard remember that yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> And they had, you know, they had, if I remember right, they sold them. They didn't have a big candy selection, but they sold them ginger drinks and shit like that. So you could, you could have a snack when you sat there and watched, you know, Ginger Lynn get boned by John Holmes or whatever on the big screen. Look around and see three or four of the privileged sitting in there, all with trench coats and a popcorn bucket with a hole in it. It was fantastic. How do you think a, how do you think a, a movie theater like that would do now? Like, did they have one in, in uh, Bay City? I can't think of the one. It was downtown. And it, oh, said it was gay. Ace. Well, yeah, Ace. Yeah. Ace at all bookstore. Yeah, but, that's off the beaten path, like right downtown, but in a like industrial section where like no other stores or anything really are. And that one was always the gay porn shop. Like they'd have some straight shit in there too, but it was oh. always like like that. They catered more to the homosexuals. So to was, which, was it a movie theater? Or did they actually show like uh, gay porn movies? 
Uh, well, they had sometimes gay porn, like on the TVs up near the court. I never ventured far enough back. I was too scared that I was going to get uh, ass raped or something. I thought maybe there was a gaggle of gays hanging out in the back, leather bears or something with spikes and leather headbands and whips or something in the back that were just waiting for uh, unassuming customers to just wander back there unexpectedly. And then all of a sudden you come out and you've been, you know, had three or four dicks in your ass. So I was always too afraid. Because uh, I'm a homophobe, and I, had, I was always a little bit too afraid to go venture too far back. So I never, I, I don't know what went on back there, but I've heard stories of people who have been in there, and yeah, it's, there's there's other shit going on in there. They put a couple straight, sprinkle a couple straight porn shit in the front, but then you don't want to venture too far back. But I, as far as I know, that place is still there. I remember uh, when I was in uh, high school, we used to do a lot of prank calls, and I used to prank call that place all the time. Like ask him if like get your do you have uh do you have furry handcuffs and they'd be like uh, yeah we do I was like okay could they fit let's say a six year old and then they'd be like you stop calling me like I yeah, I would call that place all the time just because it was funny and Cinemart I'd prank call them too but yeah like those old school porn place like porn shops I don't think they really have them as much anymore. Well, the you know? fucking internet destroyed it. Purple I hate, peeps. That's why I hate internet porn. Remember purple peeps. Where yeah, was that's still there. The, uh, the Velvet Touch. Yeah, the Velvet Touch on I-75 in Mount Morris <laughs> is still there. One of our buddies that used to come on the show on From the Villa as a guest all the time, used because they used to also, they, they had uh, they had your regular porn shop with your fucking dildos with the veins and stuff on them and your, your pocket pussies and your lubes and all that shit and uh, the ball gags and all that stuff. But then they also had, like, remember that Madonna video where they had, like, a live... Oh, yeah, the, the live booth where you're actually watching a girl dance. Yeah, well, you jerk off. They had that going on there, and one of our buddies used to go down there all the fucking time and drop, you know, go there, drop whatever it costs to go in and see the stripper and, and jack off and drop a load. And then after that, they started getting, they also had um, uh, masseuse, well, quote unquote, masseuses, or mas, the female, whatever they call it, I think it's masseuse, whatever that supposedly are, you know, there to give you a massage, but they give you a handy or a blowjob, you know, depending on how much you paid. God, I wonder what so they, they look had like. That going there for a few years, too. Wow. God, I wonder what that, they look like. Anyway, uh, not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Steele, we gotta get we gotta get going. Uh, thanks for being on the show, man. And uh, I'm hoping uh, you're, you'll definitely be uh, doing the segment. Uh, you know, fistful of steel coming up on uh, Sick and Wrong 2.0. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Nice regular yeah, uh, contribution. It'll be great. So uh, anyway, in closing, since this is the last show with me and Wackerly, Wackerly, can you finally apologize to Steele for snubbing him at the convention, the podcast convention eight years yes, ago? Yes, I apologize. I think I already have apologized, but I'll did, Steele, did he actually ever really apologize for that? I, I think it was disingenuous. He did, I think, kind of, when we had him on the show, I think after like a couple months after we got back from that trip, I think we had him on the show I think we finally coaxed an apology out of him, but let's be let's be real. I mean, it was disingenuous and very insincere. I don't think there was anything there was any you know reality based to it. I think he was doing it to go through the motions and satisfy us. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I don't think it was a sincere apology. Because do you remember that day? Like we were leaving, we just spent a, a, a fun filled weekend at the podcast convention in Ontario, California. You know what? Since it's the last show, I want to tell my version of events very quickly. <laughs> sure. I mean, so we all, we all met up at the podcast convention. It's the Saturday. 
And, you know, we had a big day of podcast conventioning, meeting lots of other podcasters. I think we went to a party where there were some 12-year-old podcasters Free beer. there or something. I think we were out till like 2 a.m. This was after being in the actual convention and on the convention floor. Who, who was that? Who was the gay podcaster guys from San Francisco that we got? Oh, oh that you guys hung out with? talking. Alex and Dean. talking. Alex and Dean. They were there. Yeah. So there was lots of, uh, I think there was some sort of semi-famous at the time, other podcasters too. We met a bunch of the, those guys, talked to them. And so we're fucking just got super wasted. I don't know. I did. Maybe you guys did. Yeah, didn't. I was trashed. But then Sunday so we morning comes trash. around. Free booze all night. But then yeah. Sunday morning comes around. And D. Simon, and I guess John Steele and, and uh, Martin, Martin also, you guys all decide... Well, we're just gonna go hang out at the Sunday morning event too. And I was just like, "No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm sleeping in the car. Go get your brochures or whatever your gift bags. What did you? What were you guys doing in there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Martin and D went off because they're technophobes. or not technophobes, but they're techno So they were. They went off and did new microphones and technical bullshit. Yeah, I was talking to a couple different. Podcast about equipment and uh, just different, like, because there are a bunch of booths there with like so mics. You're treating and, it as an actual, like, how can we make our podcast better? A networking event, which I uh, guess yeah. that was the misunderstanding. <laughs> I was just there to get fucked up with Martin and Steele, but you know, the actual convention, uh, I could have cared less about. But then, okay, but after the convention, we're outside in the parking lot. I was shaking Steele's hand and Martin's hand, saying, Hey, it was good to see you guys. And there's Wackerly in the car who saw us standing there, but didn't even get out of the car. Well, remember that seal? That, that's yeah. Well, he gave bad. us. A, he, he didn't even make eye contact. He said, and when they you, you honked, like you you spun out of that bus. Like Lance, I think you were driving, right? I don't think so. We were in D's oh. car, or D's brother's car. Yeah, my brother's car. Okay. Well, anyway, Lance was sitting in the car. You guys came back to the car to say goodbye. We shook, you know, uh, the, the Jew's hand, and then. He gets in the car and we like we're waving at you like you're you know like grandparents waving at their little grandkid as he's getting ready to leave. <laughs> and you wouldn't even so much as make eye contact. I think when you guys finally spun out of the parking lot, you maybe gave us a half ass, half limp case sign. Meanwhile, the gays from Gay Men Talking, Alex and Dean, those two fruits not only gave us a hug, but I think I got a kiss on the cheek from both of them. <laughs> now that's a goodbye. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's what you were expecting. It was there was definitely some snubbing going on. I would say. Yes, it was very, very uh, arrogant. I thought very condescending on your yeah. part, quite frankly. Well, I kind of think he, Lance was like, you know, we're a, a higher level of podcasting or something. <laughs> yeah, that's. <what laughs> yeah, you guys, are, you guys are definitely more affluent than us in the podcasting hierarchy. There's no doubt about that. We were the lowly, lowly from the bill. It fucking lasted two years. But, uh, yeah, in fact, I just, once in a while, I'll go back and randomly just hit a button on, because I haven't heard a lot of our shows, so I'll sometimes randomly just, I'll hit this episode, listen to it or whatever, because if I'm bored and I got nothing to do at work and nobody's around. So You're trying to impress a fat to... chick? What's that? You're trying to impress a fat chick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so many chicks are impressed by anything you know, I've ever said. Uh, 
But I'll, and I just, in fact, that show, I think it's called the mystery, mystery of Wackerly was our episode name for the time that we discussed you after we got back from the podcast <laughs> convention. And it, 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 it covers our entire perspective. Now, keep in mind, we were hungover, probably a little hazy in our memory. Plus, we don't have very good memories to begin with. So we may have gotten some of the facts wrong and made ourselves look more like we were in the right and you were in the wrong. But I just listened to it. I was laughing at the, the whole time. I didn't realize that was going to come up on tonight's show. But I just well, heard that our episode about a couple of weeks ago on that regard. I'm just glad that we finally resolved it and that Wackerly could finally apologize for this after so many years. So that's yeah, good. And I, I, I'm one to harbor bitterness, so I still harbor a little bitterness. But, you know, I'm, I'll let bygones be bygones. Uh, <laughs> it's time that maybe we, you know, mended that fence and... Move on, you know. Water to the bridge. Yeah. Mike, All right. Well, well, Steel, thanks for being on the show, man. I will talk to you soon. Fistful of Steel will be a regular segment on the new show. I'm All looking right. forward to it. All right, man. Looking forward to it. All yeah. right. Okay. Take it easy. Take care, guys. All right. Wackerly there. Yeah, I'm still there. All right. Uh, um, we got we to gotta call uh, with uh, Bob Madigan coming up, which is going to be great. Uh, before we get to that, let's uh, do a couple more phone calls here. Here is, uh, remember this chick, the Hawaii bitch? Hey, sick and wrong, this is Hawaii bitch. I'm not going to give you the vitriol that Lance wants to hear. I knew as soon as Lance got married that the days were numbered. (laughs) You guys have been in my life for 10 years. Just last year, I convinced my husband to start listening to the show. I'm going to miss you guys. I invited you into my life every week, and I feel like you're my friends. And I will miss my sick and wrong antisocial commentary. I hope that D, you do continue to do something of the sorts because where else are you going to get that kind of information? I love you guys. I hope you enjoy your hiatus, Lance. I hope to hear you back on the air at some point as a guest on D's show. Take care. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong in your personal lives. Fuck off, assholes. Yeah, that's the typical response. All right, we got one more call here, and uh, this is from uh, from Anne. Hey, boys, it's Anne from Northern California. I just from all your porn bye. fantasies as a child. And thank you for all the years of content. I'm picturing her in like really short service. booty shorts, you know, riding a bike. I'll miss you, and um, I'm sad. I'm not going to be able to regale you with the stories of my new adventure. Oh, and you're going to keep calling. all of my <laughs> yeah, email. Esther Housewife fans. So with very pics. exciting. Okay, good luck, and uh, Wackerly, happy wife, and happy life. Oh, my God. Thank you. Bye. This is pissing me off. <laughs> Yeah, g'day guys, Capretta here. Uh, Remember this guy? Fuck. I just listened to 498 and uh, got a feeling in my guts like the day when I heard Steve Irwin had died. (laughs) I I always knew Lance wanted to get out, but uh, I couldn't believe that it had happened. I just guess I want to say thanks for giving me all this entertainment over the years and keeping me, you know, Happy on the way to work and at work and on the way home. I'll say, Lance, can you um, can you? 
put up a uh, RSS feed or a podcast feed, so once every six months when you drink too much gin at home at your little keyboard there and you st- feel like having a rant because somebody upset you on the bus, um, <laughs> we can all have a listen. I do often get, our get fix upset or, on the bus. I don't know, even if you just want to read the next couple of chapter- chapters of a, another tr- a tree grows in Brooklyn, that'd be cool too. And uh, D, well... You're a self-promoting motherfucking piece of shit and I'm sure you won't hesitate to tell us what little venture you've got cooked up to to make you some more shekels. So anyway, guys, uh, it's the end of an era. I've grown old and fat with you. Um, I wish you the best of luck and I'll give you a last toot and have a good one, boys. See ya. That's pretty awesome. I I forgot about that dude because he's a train engineer. In Australia. In Australia, yeah. Capretta. Always good to hear from him. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Sick and Ron. Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to Sickle On, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. So, Wackerly, since this is our episode, uh, our finale, our, our 500th episode, it's good to reflect on all the many people who have been on the show. It's good to think about the people who have been on the show and currently living, and the people who have been on the show and who Such have passed as away. Such the serial killer board game guy. That guy has not passed away. So yeah, far as we know. Well, so we yeah, know. we don't keep in touch with him. But, we, uh, wouldn't, we wouldn't get an alert or anything. I, I would like to know that I would, I would think about it, though. You know, maybe, maybe I'd read, a, read something in the news, because I don't think you he's... Think as, you'd, no, you think you would see it in the news, like, you know, an article that would say, creator of the hugely successful <laughs> serial killer board game has passed at a young age. And then we could mention him on the show and play a song, maybe, as, as a tribute right. to his memory. Well, one of the, uh, you know, a few of the people, you know, that over the years we've had on as guests, we, we've had several people pass away, you know, um, Holly Stevens, uh, clown, clown porn star. Yeah. Um, good friend of the show. She passed away a few years ago, breast cancer. Uh, Kessler, who is a good friend of mine, he passed away a few years ago. Um, That's true. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, my father, father. My father. My father had been on the show. I forgot that he is actually on the show. Um, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, but one of the uh, most frequent guests and probably um, most remarkable characters that, that has been on the show who died was uh, Bob Madigan. You remember Bob Madigan? Yeah, he was like our whack pack of one. How often do you think about Bob Madigan? Just think, in, think of his memory. Wackerly. Like how often More do you often just reflect you on Bob Madigan? <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes when you're doing something like you know, like you're just getting wasted in the afternoon on a Tuesday, like Bob Madigan's voice comes into one's head. So are you saying he's like the, uh, the, the Barney rubble angel that's sitting on your shoulder? Like, just come on, just keep drinking. <laughs> that's not what he sounds like though. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> ah, who cares? What else do you gotta do? Smeared off. He was definitely one of the more colorful characters you've had on the show. I actually miss Bob. Bob was a good friend of mine. A lot of people are like, you know, I was was reading uh, posts where people like, yo, D treated him like shit or you guys were assholes. It's like, fuck you. We weren't. We did get a lot of shit for talking shit about him. Gentle ribbing is what what was, what occurred. We had to do an on-air apology if you don't, if 
she but that was because we insulted his wife which we were out of we, we were definitely uh, in the wrong on that one right Insult, insulting bob was fine that's the takeaway. His wife, yeah i know bob could roll with the punches but you don't insult a man's wife yeah what were i think it thinking? was you that did that though wasn't it i probably i was probably wasted just running my mouth yeah i'm not sure i blame it on the booze but anyway i'm gonna go back and listen to it bob was a good dear friend of the show um he's definitely someone i miss i do love uh just having i I just loved having bob just calling in on the show some of the best sound bites that we play in the show was bob madigan uh, who i still don't think he ever knew the correct name of the show you know depending on how much vodka and black label beer he had that's true i i don't even think he ever remembered your name no no he's never yeah. remembered my name. <laughs> <laughs> i have this one with because i mean as much as we make like gently rib that sounds pornographic as much as we, gent- we gently rib bob like bob was way more hip than us like he was in a yeah. bunch of experimental bands and like Noise it, rock, yeah. everybody in the punk rock scene in san francisco knew of him and so my point in pointing that out is that I have the problem with a lot of people that are hip is that I'm not hip. So then w- when they meet me, I might talk to them, but they don't remember who I am because I'm not hip. So it's you're saying you blend into the background. I just blend into, I'm just some guy they talk to. So your dockers just kind of blend into the wall. Yeah, my dockers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Bob Madigan also, I don't think his uh, retention was on par with a normal sober human being. So I think if, if he repeatedly saw you, then he'd remember. But I think it's, you know, if he saw you once every few months, you know, he, he just forgot you along with everything else in life. Sure, maybe. But I always love Bob. He had a gentle heart. He's definitely missed. And I was thinking, you know, we're having all these guests on the show, you know, just to talk about Sick and Wrong. It's our finale or it's our final episode. I don't think the show would be complete without trying to contact Bob Madigan. And you're like, well, how do you do that, D? Bob is dead. Let it go. No, you know what? I'm not. Uh, the, the reason being is I was thinking about this. Why not use a medium? A medium. Someone who can communicate, channel you know, uh, ghosts and spirits. Why not use a medium to contact Bob Madigan? I Brilliant don't see plan. why not. Brilliant plan. So I found a medium who was willing to do it. In fact, I found... Who was willing to come on the show. Yeah, I found 20 mediums. I emailed them all. Plenty of mediums. And none of them wanted to come on the show except for this one. Um, And this one's cool. She's hot, too. A hot Jewish girl. She's like uh, the, you know, the the present day tech medium because she's willing to... Come on a podcast. Online, be on the podcast. She'd probably be on your YouTube channel if you asked her. Her name she's is available uh, for all kinds of this stuff. I, I even once saw on her website that she specializes in using Skype. In Skype, yeah, she said she does Skype readings. There you go. So people in the UK, you could See. probably utilize Brandy's services. Her name is Brandy Rosenberg. It's brandyrosenberg.com. Uh, but anyway, I, I contacted her. She's coming on the show, and she's going to contact Bob Madigan from Beyond the Grave. Well, we hope. You well, we know. hope. But, you know, she says she has a very successful track record. Um, She says, although it is difficult to make contact in just a 15-minute session. I think um, you have to have a successful track record to make any money as a medium. (laughs) Because if you're just like, I'm a medium, and then you go to 10 different customers, you're just like, yeah, not getting anything. Well, I'm wondering how it works. Probably won't get a lot of word of mouth repeat business. Have you ever done something like this, ironically? Oh, no, I don't believe in this. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she sent us this meditation to listen to beforehand. So let's just uh, say that we did, if she asks. Well, let me let me point this out. I don't believe in it, but I do watch lots of horror movies, and I would be just 
above and beyond thrilled if this was like a horror movie where I was like the skeptical dick and I end up just getting horribly mutilated by spirits. I stand corrected. Uh, and then, yeah, then my like, neck just, gets ripped out of my hole. But would you be blown away, though, if all of a sudden she see, starts speaking in the same inflection and tone of Bob Madigan's voice? Yes, this is what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I don't believe in it, but I'm open to being completely blown away. If it happened, would you vote for Mike Huckabee? I might, because I feel like we need a president <laughs> who's going to fight against the, the evil spirits. So she's, she, said, she said that in order to prepare us mentally for the reading, for the, uh, the communication with the, uh, the undead, right, or the well, afterlife. Let's, let's do everything she says. I don't want to be the person who's at fault for it not working, because we didn't do what it's talking about. Yeah, but so she, should we take but, a break from the, the live show and do this? Well, no, this is, she said, listen to this for 11 minutes. We're not, we're not going to, we don't have 11 minutes. No. Yeah. But through the power of podcasting, we could stop the show, do it for 11 minutes and then pick right up. Let's just say we did it. L- right, listen well, to this. First if, of all, if she doesn't contact him. I'm blaming you. Do you think the two of us are going to sit here with the, the, she wants us to make like a Vulcan hand signal and meditate with each other. Both of I'm us looking right into now. each other's eyes while I'm listening to this. That. Listen to this. or something. Alright, you can stop it now. But we're supposed to listen to it for 11 minutes. We could do it off here. <laughs> yeah, so this is like really long track she sent us. You get the idea. That's spiritual. I mean, that's, that's the intro music for this, this segment. This segment, the uh, Rock, rock, um, rock Me Amadeus or whatever it's called. But we're supposed Enya. to listen to that and then uh, and now we're I think we're mentally prepared to uh, contact Brandy uh, the medium and uh, who will channel Bob Madigan. All right. Just for the record, I did all the things we're supposed to do. Yeah, me too. Hello. Hi, Brandy. It's uh, Dee and Lance calling from Sick and Wrong. How are you? I'm really well. How are you guys? We're good. Doing pretty good. Thanks for being on our, uh, our big show here, our 500th episode. Oh, congratulations. How exciting. <laughs> Yeah, it is exciting. Thank you. It's quite exciting. So, so Brandy, um, you are a spiritual medium and an intuitive consultant. Is that is that like a psychic intuitive consultant? You know, I I don't I'm I have a hard time with the word psychic. I I really honestly believe there are only a handful of true true psychics on the planet, and we don't actually see them. Um, I, I'm what I consider a high intuitive, which comes off a lot of times as being psychic. You're just, it's, it's the old term ESP, extrasensory perception, meaning you are really tapped into the sensory system on a higher level than most people are on a daily basis, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Within that, you have the ability to uh, tap into the sensory system of people that have crossed over. And even even people that are here as well, it's it's just a higher realm of uh, sensation. Hmm. When when did you discover you had this ability, or have well, you always I had it? I discovered it. Um, I've always always had it. Completely unaware of what it was until I rediscovered it. I guess probably a little over eighteen years ago. Had no intention of doing it as a career had no frame of reference for it, but by default going through my own healing um, is how it 
kind of rebirth. And so here it comes full circle. And now this is what I'm doing as a profession. It's, it's family lineage going back four generations that we know of. I've since done a lot of research and um, definitely both on my parents' side and uh, both on my mom's side and my dad's side, interestingly enough. Hmm. So it's like a genetic ability. It's definitely genetic. Interesting. Where does your family go back to? Like four, four generations, is that sort of in the old world? Yeah, it, Russia, actually. In oh, okay, fact, yeah. I only recently found in an estate sale a massive book that is actually about the psychic Jews of Russia. Really interesting. <laughs> Sounds like heavy reading. The word psychic Jews from Russia. <laughs> that is interesting. Is it at Belarus, Russia? No, well, actually, we were, it was this area called Kiev, which I believe is in Ukraine now. I love their chicken. So Belarus, <laughs> yeah, you know, Belarus is separate now, I believe, from Russia. Once was Russia. Oh. Hmm. A lot of psychic Jews come from that area. It's interesting. Um, so how do you know when you've made contact with a spirit? Like, what, what, do you get a special feeling? Do you feel a warm inside? Uh, yeah, it's, it comes in various ways, and it's usually all in a sensation of sorts. So it could be warm, it could be cold, um, it can be a physical, like a physical pain, depending on what the, you know, it, depending on where the spirit is, uh, the circumstances of how they crossed over, where they might be, you know, you know now, um, it comes in, it, there's so many variables, it comes in all different ways. A lot of times you will actually feel really cold. You might feel a cold wind. You might feel um, the room turn cold. A part of your body might get cold. The person I'm doing the reading on may, may actually feel that. That's when I always say a healing is happening. I call it the current. If you feel that kind of cold sensation or a real stillness all of a sudden out of nowhere, that's where the spirit is downloading a healing on you. And that's really fun. That's what's really great about group readings, because one, if, even if one person in the group makes a connection, the whole group benefits from it. And, and we could make a connection over the phone like this. Yeah, I do. All my readings now are phone and Skype. And I really believe we are in this age now of Aquarius. We're in the age of intuition. We're in the age of awareness. We're in the age of acceleration, which is why technology is so prominent and it's moving so fast. So anything to do with intuition or telepathy or energy, you're going, is moving a lot quicker. So the technology benefits and enhances everything. So, so is the spirit over on, like, in your room, or is the spirit over in, like, in my no. co-host's room? Like, where, where's the spirit? He's just in his realm? Well, it, it could be, I just, you know, I, you know, I look at everything as all points in time and space are connected. So I am tuning into an energy field. Yes, have I physically felt somebody in the room? Have I seen people in the room? Have I seen people in cars? Yes, but like I would say about seven years ago, I set an intention. I don't ever physically want to see anything again. It freaks me out. It's not negative. It doesn't scare me. It's not designed to hurt me or anything. I just personally don't like it. So when I tune in, unless you tell me you feel something or see something, it's just an energy field. It is, I'm tuning into their essence, and hopefully they're going to give me the information that is going to make you feel good or make you feel uh, at peace, or whatever it is you're seeking, hopefully they're going to deliver. 
Sometimes the information is very, very obvious and very direct and very evidential. Sometimes we kind of have to uh, ask questions, and sometimes it can just be very vague, and that all has to depend on the frequency of where they are and or the situation of the person that's here remaining. A lot of loved ones are very angry, very resentful, don't want to forgive. That can block a lot of direct information. Well, so I guess our situation seems a bit unique because he never really wronged us or anything. We're not trying to heal per se, but we are very concerned about how he's doing. He's a dear friend well, of the show. Well, when I say healing, I don't mean it because something bad necessarily happened. Okay. I mean, people who are grieving always are seeking some form of healing. So I, the, the pe- most of my clientele are in desperate grief just trying to connect with a loved one that crossed over to know they're okay. Or, so that's what I mean about a healing. You know, and, um, you know, and a lot of times it can be the other person. Like, I'm already picking up, if you don't mind, I'm already picking up on this person that they were not well at all physically. Does that make sense for a very long time? Yeah, I would say that's true. I would say that's pretty true. And And he was really not physically well, and he didn't care. And he just kept doing what he was doing, he was saying, and he, he didn't have his wits about him. And there was a lot of boom, boom, he was saying. He left boom, boom. Do you know what this means? Boom, boom. Something about boom, boom. He hit his head a lot, he was saying. Did he well, have a head thing? He, he said he hit his head a lot. He had a, a brother named boom. Half brother. Right? Half brother named boom. Okay, his nickname That's what boom. the word that... Yeah, he, yeah, he, he would... And he, he, he would yell boom a lot because, well, they got into a lot of, they bickered a lot. They would bicker and throw yeah. beer cans at each other. Classic yeah. fighting brother okay. type thing. And this is uh, somebody, because he said he left boom boom. So that would kind of make sense. And he feels really, really bad about it because mm. this person was very close to him. And mm. he, this, okay, thank you. Um, he has a lot of regrets, this person. He had a lot of nice people around him. People loved me despite my stupid, silly antics. Does that make sense? Is he like a, he's kind of like a clown? Did he dress like a like a clown or something? Um, he did he wear a meat like a outfit at one point. Yeah, that actually was going to be one of my questions. He used oh, okay. to, he was fond of wearing a uh, the, like meat panties. They were kind of like a thong, sort oh of just God. made of meat. And uh, so that's why I'm wondering maybe he was he was clowning around in his meat panties. Yeah, he, um, he's, because he's showing me, like, he was in a clown uniform or, like, a circus kind of guy or just, he was somebody who, um, stumbling a lot, stumbling, stumbling, and he got electrocuted a lot. Do you know this? He said he stumbled over wires a lot and got electrocuted. He's hmm. saying he had a lot of shock and, um, he's, uh, he's, like, showing me head, head trauma. He, he hit his head a lot. Unless he had a, I don't know, maybe he's saying he hit his head a lot. I don't know, maybe that means he also had a brain tumor. But he's showing me he hit his head a lot. He, um, he did fall down frequently. There's a, there's a great video of him online actually falling down and hitting his head. Oh, right. Wasn't that? Oh, uh, I don't know who this person is, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but later, um, maybe you can email who he is because be, it'd be curious. Oh, you know, I'll send you the video, Brandy, um, because uh, you're... Yeah, send me up to Sounds spot on, I have to say. He's also showing me he's um, 
he uh, he's basically just showing me what you... Oh, he said he worked for you? Yes, can you say he said he worked for you? Thank you for giving him an opportunity or something? Hmm. He, uh, yeah, he was on uh, a couple of... I, I've done radio for a while, and he was on uh, one of my first radio shows, and then he was on Sick and Wrong several times, actually. I'd say I didn't, okay. he wasn't, well, I didn't employ him, you, but... Thank you, because um, people, people liked him because he was a joke. Like he was like a big joke he sang, but I had a big heart. He says he has a he had a very very big heart, but I was like a big joke. He says. Well, and, um, I mean, in a good way. Yeah, that's what he said. He had a big heart. He saying that yeah. I had a big heart, and um, and believe me, I'm not judging. All I'm doing is giving giving you the information. He's, this has nothing to do with judgment on me or anything. He's just kind of giving me information. Mm. And, um, but he says he had a very big heart and he was like always a kid. And, okay. He, so he died late thirties, maybe early forties. I don't know. Um, he's, but he said he was always a big kid and, um, he always got to be a kid. He never really grew up. He never really matured. He, um, he had a lot, a lot of unresolved trauma from his childhood, which we don't have to get into psychological, but he said he, hmm. He, I'm guessing this guy drank a lot because I'm feeling a very um, distended, like liver, like his this area of his body. He's kind of showing me it's very distended and it's very he's very white, 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 white. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, surprised. Um, Do they stay like that even when they cross over? Because well, it, no, he's uh, what I'm doing is I'm trying to. He's giving me information so you will know. No, they don't stay like that when they cross over. Can, can we ask him a question saying, or are we do are we waiting? Yeah, absolutely, please. Absolutely. You have a, uh, right yeah, I mean, I'm convinced, I'm convinced this is, this is I, I'm this thinking is you've made contact and this sounds a lot like Bob. I, okay. Let me ask him a question then. So, so since Bob's crossed sure. over and, and you're contacting, we're talking about drinking. Um, so Bob, are you still drinking a 12 pack of Miller high life a day? Like, can you still drink where you are? No, absolutely not. And not only that, he's like, absolutely not. In fact, he has a very clear conscience that he, and he has a lot of regrets. He's like, absolutely not drinking. Hmm. Still a fun guy, but he has his wits about him. He says, I have my wits about him. He's a very smart guy, and he didn't give himself an opportunity to utilize his intellect the way he really could have benefited a lot of people. And he, he hopes he has the opportunity to come back and do it again. He is, um, he's, Playing piano. He's playing keyboards, playing piano. Hmm. Um, he was talented, he's that's for sure. He's, he's doing music, he says, and he's being very, um, he's being very, uh, was it? okay, he's being very direct with what he's saying. He's like composing, and he's, he's showing me he's got a big beard, like a big, gruffy <laughs> beard. He's like, a, almost like a mad scientist. Did this guy have a beard while he was here? Yeah, anyway, he, he did. Uh, he, t- towards the end, he had a beard. You know what he, you know okay, what he used to he, do? And I'm wondering if he does this. Does he still burn his pubic hair? He used to do that all the time. <laughs> no, and I think As this guy's being really thing, kind so. to me. Um, no, he's not doing his, his burning his pubic hair anymore. In fact, he's actually really mature now. He's he's letting me know how you guys saw him, and he's really embarrassed and shy to, like, that he was the way he is. It's kind of like sometimes this happens with the spirit world. Like, 
they're embarrassed that I know these things. They don't mind you guys knowing, but it, sometimes when they come to me, they're like, they're a little embarrassed for me to know. He's kind of going that route, and he's like, no, this is who I was. This is who I am not now because I'm very clear, not burning my pubic hair. That part is over, mm. and he's glad he made a lot of people laugh, and a lot of people enjoyed him. And somebody, he, he knows where his ashes are. I'm hoping that he said he knows where his ashes are. Do you know about his ashes? Um, you know, um, I, I do remember actually, uh, cause I was at a memorial and he had his ashes. Yeah, he said it was a big party. It was a party. A of, they, you know, this guy had a lot of friends. He's saying I had a lot, a lot of people who really liked me. He was a lovable fellow. And, he really was. Yeah, he, he was. And, but nobody tried to help him and he was, he's, he doesn't understand why. Um, and, you know, uh, you know I, I, I guess I could see that. I mean, it was, uh. It was difficult. It was a difficult time for Bob. Um, can, can we? Let me ask him another question. Yeah. Has he bumped into Gigi Allen while he's been there? No. Frank Zappa? It's a, a straight no. Uh, Frank Zappa, no, but he says she, he loves Zappa, and he sings Zappa. And oh, um, Wait, wait, there is somebody named Allen. Did you say that? Allen. But it's, you said a there is somebody with the last name Allen, but I don't mm. think it was a girl. You said Gigi, right? No. Yeah, Gigi Allen was a was a guy. He was a a performer that uh, that Bob admired, and I know Bob used to cover some of his songs. Wait, wait, was this a was he in porn? Somebody in porn, he says, is there. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a good he you know he uh, he knew a lot of people in porn. I know Bob Bob was a Bob was a fan of porn. Yeah, he's like a lot of people in porn there. There's somebody he, somebody owes him, he thinks, you know, somebody owes him money from a porn thing. I don't know. Yeah, he might be barking up the wrong tree. Maybe we don't know about that uh, angle of his life. Well, po- I don't know, possibly, though. However, I know he used to take a lot of porn because we gave away porn on the radio show. And if we couldn't give it away, Bob oh, really? would just take the porn. He was, he was really fond of black transsexual porn. So maybe someone bought that from him and owes him money or borrowed it or something. Somebody owes him money from something. And um, what, oh, was he on Howard Stern, too? Um, we tried to get him on Howard Stern. It would have been, I think no, it would have been great. No, you know what? Here's why I asked, because somebody videotaped him. He said falling down on Howard Stern or something or, or submitted it to Howard Stern is what happened. He hmm. fell down and hit his head. He's saying he's a little embarrassed by it. Somebody submitted. Maybe you know that. I don't, I don't know. You can find out. Somebody submitted a video of him or something like this falling down. He's like walking up some steps or something. He's showing me this concrete step. And he's like, my body would help me. I don't know why he was helping. He's just kind of sitting there videotaping me. But Hmm. whatever. Yeah, it Um, sounds like this could be be him. So what is he doing these days? Is he he haunting anything? No, he's not haunting. He's, he's, He's in healing. He's in a space where he's healing his physical body. He's... He's kind of like in a galactic car wash, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's working, like washing cars? No, 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 he's no. He's washed. getting clean from the oh, inside he, out. Okay, like he's not busy. working for the galactic car. He's being no, clean. No, no, but that that would totally suit him. 
it seems. <laughs> um, get a job there once he's clean. I always thought, I always no, envisioned he, in my mind that Bob would haunt like a girl's locker room or something, like a high school girl's locker room. He's not doing any hauntings, but here's what's interesting. He did say some people have done a seance with him. People try to do seances to bring him in, he says. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. We've so, never tried that, but I, I could. I bet you sure a lot of his friends of, have. Some of the larger group of you know friends of Bob have, have tried that out. I, I could imagine. Yeah, he says people try sands. He he's he clearly has a lot of funny people around him. He says they're all like, um, he's like they're not Burning Man types, but they're kind of those types. <laughs> uh, Sounds like something Bob would say. Yeah, did yeah. Did he die in San Francisco? He did die in San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. He says he lo- a lot of friends there, and now he's getting actually really sad. Uh-oh. Huh. Um, does, he's getting can, very sad. He's, and, oh, um, he's getting he's a, sad. He really just has an overwhelming sense of gratitude for you both. Oh, well, you know, we're, I'm, I'm glad that he, he got to be a part of the show and got to be on here. Um, I, I have one other question. Does, mm-hmm. do, do you need to bathe? Like, does, Bob, do you need to bathe in the afterlife? <laughs> yes. You, oh, okay. I mean, do you, he's in the car wash, so. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes, you do bathe, and that saying cleanliness is next to godliness is no joke. That, that's <laughs> great, though, because that means he probably smells better. That was one of the things while he was on the earthly realm. What does uh, a ghost smell he, like, really? He, well, he was pretty ripe back then, but it's nice yeah, that he's he, clean. Actually, and I don't mean this in a, way, in a bad way, but when I first started seeing him, he was showing me he kind of looked like a homeless guy. Yeah, that's like he has, definitely had true. matted hair and kind of a, a pop belly and very white skin and a droopy, kind of droopy eyes and slurred speech. Like he slurred his words a lot when he talked, and um, like just like a character. Yeah, he was he was definitely a very unique persona. So it's like he has to present to us what he used to look like, so we can tell that it's him. But then he he shows that he's you know gotten himself you know sort of cleaned up and is doing well now and you know all those exactly things of the things of the earth realm you know our reality realm don't necessarily uh hang on to you after that so i guess a good thing to think about sometimes they do sometimes they do sometimes they don't like somebody who crosses over who is very angry when they cross over like it's it's horrible to sound um like just for instance i did a uh, reading this morning on somebody's daughter who committed suicide, and mm. it, you know, it was devastating, devastating. Mm. And I would not tell the mother this, but the daughter's telling me how angry he, she is because the mom's blaming the dad, the dad's blaming mom. They've been fighting for years, and you know, I would never tell that to the parent, but she is still angry as hell because she's telling me what's really going on between the parents. And until the mom was able to get to a place of really just kind of, um, you know, just kind of another level of awareness with things without bad-mouthing her dad on the call and this and that, nothing could shift for this girl. It's very interesting Yeah. how um, it plays out. So when she took her life, you know, the information she was giving me is that she was so pissed off at her mom. 
And sometimes, but you know, that said, I've I've done readings on suicide to, you know, where the information was like they're really good in all forgiveness. It was the highest choice they can make for themselves hmm. at the time. No regrets, and they know their parents will be okay, or they know the remaining other people will be okay. And you That's know, interesting. I, I mean, don't edit the information I get. Trying to analyze things can get a little. Sometimes I always tell people just trust the process. You know, it's really interesting because your friend, when it's almost like he's the polar opposite of who he was when he was here, it seems. Yeah, right? it sounds like he he's doing way better. This, yeah, he's doing really, really good. And he, he had a couple of options. He knew he was dying. You know, he knew he was he's saying he knew he was dying for a long time. He always knew it in the back of his head. He, he wasn't a fool. He just made a choice not to stop doing what he was doing. And then not to get, not to take care of himself, whatever it was. Um, and he, in the back of his mind, he always knew. And, you know, it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophe- prophecy for him, it seems. And therefore, now that he's on the other side, okay, thank you. He also said, and this it's very common anyways, I've died four times, so this has been kind of my experience, but he also his particular thing was when he crossed over, he was so ready to go. Hmm. Like, it was like, when he knew it was happening. Somebody was holding his hand, I believe, too, as he crossed over. Somebody physically here was he saying somebody was holding his hand. People were visiting him or something, or people were around him when he died. And somebody was uh, holding his hand, and he was just very, very, very content when he left. Yeah, you know, I wasn't there for the end, but I've heard of, I've heard that he was. I've heard that it was a, that he was in you know uh, a, a sense of solace, peace. Yeah, he definitely was almost like a like a real Zen state, and it was he really surrendered into the fact that he was going, and therein lies like a, a, something happened while he crossed over. He kind of had like a I don't know the direct words, but it was basically like, "Do you want to go here? You want to go here? You want to go here?" And he's like, I want to go to the highest place I can to become a different person. Well, yeah, I could, I, I definitely think that's a good thing. I, I'm just glad he's not burning his pubic hair in public anymore. And that he's gone beyond that. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I can't give you, he's not giving me any gory, cool, dark, you know, twisted um, antics. And maybe he isn't. He just doesn't want me to know. No, it could be embarrassing. I, I think he would tell me if that was the case because he knows you guys. Mm. But he's kind of like he's dusting off his uh, kind of like his coattails, and he's like, "No, I'm kind of a different person now." Well, at least he still, uh, you know, came on the show. <laughs> he was being a different person. <laughs> I just want to ask him one question that I've I've been wondering sure. for years, ever since I've known him. His brother used mm-hmm. to talk about that he that Bob and his brother Boom had a threesome with a girl in the back of a van, and his brother said it happened all the time. Did that actually happen? Did he really have a threesome Absolutely with his brother? Absolutely, it did happen. Okay, 100%, there you go. It happened, and it happened more than once. Wow, he had multiple threesomes with his brother. Interesting. No, I don't think we... No, it happened more than once with other people, not necessarily his brother, but it did happen with his brother. Mm. Um, wow, okay, all right. I've always wondered maybe about we, that. Maybe, okay, that's probably why he mentioned the boom in the very beginning, because that was the question you you were always wanting to ask him, which is probably why he said that word mm. in the very beginning. It, it can always, ghosts it, lie? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he still can be lying. <laughs> You're right. He, yeah, you know what? 
do I honestly know the answer to yeah. that question? He could be no. still be the unreliable narrator, right? But I can say, here's what I can say. They will withhold information if they're, they will withhold information from somebody that they were withholding here that they didn't want him to, them to know. Hmm. It's usually hmm. in spite. This guy, Bob, no problem admitting to, yes, this did actually happen. Well, that's great. Yeah, Bob was never all that modest. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. He doesn't have any secrets. He's, uh, this guy was pretty much an open book. It was an open book that was enjoyable to read by everyone, I would say. Well, Bob, uh, what my, in closing, Bob, thanks for being on now the show. I'm dying to know who this guy is. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just in stunned here. I'm amazed that we made, they were able to make contact like this. Bob, if you run into Hitler, give him a swift, hard kick in the nuts. <laughs> oh, no problem. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Brandy, hey, for hey. great reading. Wow, thank you guys so much. Brandy, what, let me uh, promote your website. What's your website? It's brandyrosenberg.com. Uh, that's it. B-R-A-N-D-Y-R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G. I'm actually in the process of redoing it. I'm, I'm learning how to do the whole WordPress, WordPress blog thing right now. But yes, you can get me there. My phone number is 818-645-8668. Great. And so uh, we'll, we'll have, I know we have a lot of uh, listeners that are over in Europe, but um, we, since you can do these sessions via Skype, I think, um, the, the, you know, it's a good, they'll probably contact you. Yeah, most of, I have a lot of clientele, Europe, Middle East, so, you know. Well, Brandy, I'm definitely impressed. Spirit world has no uh, boundaries. Oh, apparently yes. not. All right, well, thanks for being on the show. That was, uh, that was amazing. It was incredible. That was amazing. Thank you guys so, so much, and congratulations again. Awesome all right, work. thanks a lot. Thanks, Brandy. Thank Bye. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, wackily. We just made contact with the spirit world. I mean, a, a ghost didn't rip my throat out or anything, but I have to say, you, you she knew a lot possessed. of stuff that we didn't tell her about, unless you told her when I was not online or You know, to be honest, I, I didn't even tell her his name. I just said, I want to contact a dear friend... Mm-hmm. who passed away that was a friend of the show. That's all I told her. I mean, theoretically, she could have gone back and listened to all the back catalog, but that would have taken hours and hours and hours, and we didn't pay her that much. Well, so. the only way she could have done that is if she Googled D. Simon, because I didn't tell her the name of the show for fear mm-hmm. that it might, you know, she'd you know, uh, freak out and be like, I'm not going on a show called Sick and Wrong. <laughs> yeah, but she was a good sport. And what's interesting is how, I mean, a lot of those facts that she mentioned a lot of the things she mentioned i mean obviously were generalizations she's like you know he probably he was a partier because of some of the things i was saying you know saying he's burnt his pubic hair and things like that right and i mean it was a bit trite to say you know that he's like okay he's turned his life around of course i'm sure but she did say a couple things though that was interesting he died in san francisco which i never said mentioned that to her I mean, unless she listened to the, the show. But I guess she could have inferred that because he's a character and wacky characters I was more San impressed Francisco. with the boom, you know, that she got some kind of boom thing. Because who would have known? Even from, like, watching videos of Bob online or even listening to the show, I, I you know, you'd have to listen to the show in detail to figure out. I'm sure he mentioned Boom King at one point. But you'd have to listen, like, very closely to those episodes to pull that out. 
And there's no way she would have been able to, because I didn't say his name is Bob Madigan, so there's no way she could have Google searched that and found a video. And that's another thing. She or said a it, video. Is bo- it's just the word boom, one of those things that like sort of, if you talked about anybody and said booms, they'd be like, well, a log fell on his head one day, or yeah, he was caught in a, like a hot air balloon explosion when he was three. That must be what the boom is. And we were just like, oh, his brother's name is boom. Yeah, I mean, that's what Boom I'm saying. Like, generalization. I think she throws things out and then you're, it's kind of, I think she throws things out and just waits to see your reaction. Well, that's how, come on. I mean, we yeah. All know that, we all know that's exactly how it works. Like the electrocuted thing. Like I almost wanted to say, because it's human nature to be like, well, his hair looks like he was electrocuted. <laughs> and then she would have been like, oh, yes, he had very weird hair. And then you could pick up on that and be like, oh, he looked like a homeless, disheveled guy with matted hair. It's like, well, well yeah, he did. But And it's also, you know, when you, we, we gave her lots of cues that, uh, you know, he died young, relatively young of alcohol. And then immediately you can start going into like, he was a lovable guy, a but lovable he was just drunk. going on a, you know, he was doing bad things like that. That's every person who dies young of alcohol. And that, that's why I was saying it's like, but mostly the boom it's thing, a, where did she get the boom from? That's the it, one. And the, know, right away, right off the bat, you know, it, come it, on. It was interesting too, is the way she was saying that, uh, um, that someone submitted a video to Howard Stern. I submitted a video of Bob and Boom to Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. By the way, why didn't you just say yeah? You were like trying to like, well, I'm going to hold back the facts. You know, I was... (laughs) Are you grading her? No, I was waiting to see because I didn't want to keep saying stuff because then she would just pick up on it. I was waiting to see what else she would reveal about that. I was just rolling with it. I know, but I didn't want to, like, because I was about to say, like, yeah, I did. Because I sent a video, you can watch it online, of just an interview well, I did with you. Well, you have to send her the videos now. I mean, just well, now I'm going like, to. You, you know, just great job. But, you know, whatever you do, whether it's, you know, just, like, reading people or reading the spirits, you know, one being supernatural and one just being, like, a psychological, you know, uh, con game. And I say con game in, like, the highest form of praise uh you're doing a great job and here's some videos of the guy that you know you figured out because there's a great video of him falling down in the video that i did of the interview uh between of him and and uh, yeah, didn't boom. he fall and hit his head on like the uh piece World of concrete gun emplacements in the presidio we fell off the gun the gun statue thing but then he but he hit his head on the uh or the gun embankment he fell off yeah. that hit his head on concrete which He's is what right. she said yeah exactly on us on steps so, I mean, I almost think she found that video somehow. That's what I kept thinking too, because, but so I don't know how though, do because it? she would have had to search for Bob Madigan and I, I never... mean, I'm more impressed if she's, you know, just like a private detective and figures out all this stuff ahead of time than, than if she's actually talking because if she's talking to the spirits, it's like, eh, <laughs> great. How's he doing? Oh, he's good. He's in the galactic car wash. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, I mean, perhaps she Googled D Simon and Bob, you know, but did ma- you say Bob? In the preliminary emails and stuff? No, I didn't. That's why I just said a friend of the show. So that's what I mean. She would have had to... She could have listened to, like, the last episode and been like... Did we, I'm sure we mentioned, like... Well, we, we didn't. Talk to Bob. I, we, I didn't I, we didn't mention that. I, you know, I just thought about this past week. So, I, you know, I got to say, I'm impressed. It, it was a bit uncanny. I think a lot of it was generalization because I'm too cynical to believe anything. Are you going to have a hard time going to sleep tonight? Uh, you know, actually, I feel very sad. I'm healed, Wackerly. I am healed. He yeah, answered. Aren't the... you going to think that like maybe Bob is like behind you, like standing over your pillow, floating over your pillow, just with his balls just just balanced precariously <laughs> on my forehead, <laughs> just flaming pubic hair. Balls. You know how, how funny would that she would she have been like? Well, actually, he's burning his pubic hair right now. It smells I would terrible. Have, I would have been in like, here. hang up the phone. Hang up the phone, dude. <laughs> 
watching them. It's too real. It's too real. I, wow. I just, I just call the men with the big net myself. Come and net me. <laughs> I'm ready to go to the hatch. The I'm voting for my Huckabee. I, you know, I believe in <laughs> it now. I, need to, I would first call for some Huckabee lawn signs, <laughs> and then I would call for the men with the big white jacket, you know, jacket with the arms. Huckabee 2016. Wow. Well, okay. There you go. Uh, people, go check out Brandy Rosenberg. Uh, maybe you can contact the dead relative. Or, hey, why not try to contact Bob again? Seems like you a know, good sport. Even if you, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just fun to do. It is a fun thing to even do. Even if you don't need to contact a dead relative, just like pick one and be like, hey, I wonder what my uncle, you know, Frank is doing. What, what <laughs> I love Brandy. What I would like to do, like, well, you know, eventually when my brother passes on, I would like to continuously bother him. You know, in the afterlife, just to annoy just, uh, just, <laughs> I mean, I know this is the final episode, but uh, I'll be on those episodes of Sick and Wrong 2.0 when we're just bothering your brother in the afterlife. Hey, can you be on the show? We need to talk about something gay. <laughs> and he's just like, God damn it. Just leave me alone. I'm trying to heal. I'm at the car wash. And they're just washing him for eons. Right. Just scrubbing and scrubbing. <laughs> it's a lot to scrub. Ring, ring, ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. It's a ring, 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 two oh six, banana phone, six, 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 three, eight, four, six. Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. So I actually got a couple more calls to get to, and then we got to give my brother a call. So um, this this guy's great. This Swedish guy called in like four times, but he was too drunk to even get the message out. So uh, this this is probably the most coherent call of the four. Hello, guys. Third time. Third time calling. Uh, and? Fuck, I choke under pressure. But, yeah, I just want to say thank you for all the laughs and all the great stories and the fact that I've been talking about you like you are close friends of mine. <laughs> now, D said this. Lance said that. That kind of cracks me up. There's a lot of people that called that were, were saying that. Like, it's like, I'm going to miss hanging out with you guys. And it's just like, wow, it's, that's kind of weird. And it just makes me think, like, do they have like a, you know, like a, a paper plate with like a, like on a mop with your face on it. And they're just kind of sitting in their kitchen. They can eat dinner right. with us or something or breakfast. Like a Wilson beige ball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm picturing. It's creepy. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. I think we can all blame Wackerly's wife for this debacle. <laughs> so fuck her. Jesus, dude. And fuck Lance. Wow, this guy's angry. But all in all, thank you guys for a great fucking show. Uh, yeah, 500 episodes. Not a lot, a lot of podcasts around. Who can say that? This guy's just wasted and and sad. I hope you replace Wackerly with John Steele and we (laughs) make it to a thousand. Thousand. Come on, thousand episodes. Everybody's hoping for that. Fifty years old by that. And 
for the last... Could you imagine? Fuck Finland, where all the potato-nosed face go to die, and fuck Lance. But really, <laughs> I love you guys. I, I, guys. Like, I like how he's like vacillating between fuck Lance... I love you, Lance. <laughs> He's just wasted and just and sad. And fuck Finland. And fuck Finland for some Was reason. Was that the Why? guy who jumped into the snow naked? Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know. Uh, might be. He filmed it, didn't he? I, I think he just or recorded he called, it. He called, yeah. He recorded it, and you could hear all the uh, sexy ladies at the party in the background. <laughs> all right, here's one more, uh, one more call here. I like this one. It's about uh, this guy who used to listen to us in Iraq. Oh, wow. You guys actually have a, a recording message now hotline. Plus, He's you're in Iraq do that. right now. Much more fun to imagine. I was accidentally leaving a... Uh, that was a scud missile. ...you know, message on some little old lady's voice box. Anyways, I wanted to say I'm really sad that you're going to quit on 500. I've been listening to you guys since I graduated college. I got my first professional job. And I listened to you guys in Iraq when my old reserve unit pulled me out of mothballs and sent me back overseas again. We used to play you in the truck. We had a loudspeaker. This was like 2009, 2010-ish. We had loudspeakers in the truck, so we played them, uh, play sick wrong over the loudspeakers. No one gave a shit what we were doing at that point. Well, I miss you guys. Ten years listening, you asshole. You know, now I'm living down here and you're like disgusting Southern California with your stupid, shitty sunshine and your stupid, shitty people. You know, one of the few things I look forward to every, you know, every week of my commute it's hearing a little Randy Newman style sticking wrong podcast uh, intro song. I'm gonna miss that. I'm gonna miss you guys. The hope you do something special. And uh, Lance, thanks for uh, thanks for fucking being the Yoko Ono of the sticking wrong. Oh no, it's I'm Yoko Ono. Wrong, guys. <laughs> That's a variation. No, no, you're Yoko Ono. Right. <laughs> that cracks me up. I wonder if. Uh, like, they, did they play to, like, Abu Ghraib, like, to torture their detainees? No. You know, instead of waterboarding, it's just going to play sick and wrong, and they're just so bored to death that they're like, okay, we placed the bombs over there. Right. Yeah. Play the same episode over just and over again. over and torture. over again. Book nook. Continuously. I wish actually a lot of people would like that. Um, all right. Well, uh, we got to give my brother a call. And, uh... I told him that we'd call him like uh, about 10 minutes ago, but we got to give my brother a call. I want to find out how he's doing. You know, Folsom Street Fair is like next weekend, oh, I think, is? or maybe. So I think Jeff's like preparing for it right now. He does like this whole stretching. Yeah, I think a lot of calisthenics. I think he does uh, this whole workout routine. You know, he's got to get in shape for Folsom. Yep. So let's, let's give him a ring. Hello? Hey, guy. What's going on there? Hey, killer. Hey, sorry, um, you're yeah, I know, you know, I, I was trying to call you via Skype, but it just wasn't connecting. I don't know why. Anyway, technical problem. Yeah, technical issues. Anyway, here you are on the on the finale episode of Sick and Wrong uh, with uh, me and Lance. This is probably going to be the last time that you're going to be on the show with Lance, there, uh, guy. How do you feel you're about that? Kidding. This is the last one. Well, I'm I'm impressed. I'm happy for Lance that he's free <laughs> of this albatross. You're going to keep doing it? Oh, I'm going to continue on with the show. Of course, I'm going to keep calling you. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't have a... Uh, you might have to be on more or... now to fill in. Fill so in what, so what, what, what happened, Larry Lance? Your, uh, your girlfriend wasn't uh, happy dating a big nerd? 
You mean my wife? <laughs> but she's not your girlfriend. She's your wife now. Well, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if she was your wife because I was invited to the wedding. Right. <clears throat> Discuss this. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. supposed to be the, the flower girl, but I think I think the invitation got lost in the mail. <laughs> it must have. It must have because I thought I was going to be the only member of my family that was going to be invited to the wedding, and I planned to gloat. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't and, uh, invited. Yeah, so, no, you weren't invited. Well, why, why would you be? Really? <laughs> did you have a flower girl? No. Uh, Jeffrey would have been great for that. There were zero children. At that I would have been. I would have been. There were no children. There were no children. Hmm. That's uh, sad. I, I think that <laughs> it was an adult wedding. <laughs> a, a very sad wedding at the court. How do you like being married? How do you like being married there, Wackerly? Oh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to go into Wackerly, the details she, about it? Did Mrs. Wackerly, does she still like you? <laughs> yeah, I think she still likes me. She she really doesn't uh, care about the show, one way or the other. Oh, she doesn't. Well, she met you. She met you through the show, right? Sort of. Yeah. I'm thinking Wackerly yeah. is going to be. Uh, is, I think what's going to happen is Mrs. Wackerly is going to be upset that Lance Wackerly has too much free time on his hands. Oh. So she's going to be pissed off because well, you know, you're moving in soon. So well, I thought I'd just spend all my free time at the edge. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It, That'd it, be a good idea. You know what? You'd be, you'd be the guest of honor. I you, thought you, yeah, I thought you already had well, a chair with now, my name on a plaque on the back there. We have show tunes two nights a week, and we've been waiting for you, actually. I'm going to go in a non-show You guys can spend more time together. I think that's good. You know, a little more free time. So, guy, how is how is the edge? How is the edge these days? Uh, are you excited? Isn't it Folsom Street Fair this weekend? Yeah, Folsom Street Fair is next not this weekend. Uh, next weekend. Next weekend. Coming. Well, so is it, sure. it is last it, weekend? Last last weekend, September. Have you got all your leather gear uh, back from the dry? I cleaner? do. I'm polishing it up even as we speak. I'm polishing up my cut piece even as we speak. Are you getting in shape for Folsom? Is it? Do don't you, you have saddle like, soap for that? <laughs> no, no. I actually, I actually do the. I get out of shape for Folsom. You get out of shape for Folsom. Is, is that more yeah, attractive though? For Folsom. Well, I think I think on me. Do you get more ass me, yes. with a, the bigger your gut would be? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but I mean, don't you have to pull out your Folsom chaps and get everything like uh, you know, get everything prepared? Yeah, it's a big holiday. Yeah, awesome. so I'm shining it up. I'm shining it up right now. Get it all ready to get What are you going as uh, this year? Yeah, is there a theme? I'm going to go as a. I, no, I go as a gay little man. <laughs> Santa. I'm growing. I'm, Barney. I'm growing out my mustache. I'm growing out my mustache. Barney the dinosaur. <laughs> I can see yeah, that. My crotchless uh, chaps. <laughs> crotchless chaps. I'm going to wait. Kind of chaps, like cosplay for for the bears and the gays. Like you get a, it it's not Halloween. It's like cosplay for the, for the bears and gays, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It's wonderful. You, you get peed on. I usually go there to get peed on. Huh? Guy, because the city's changed so much, like with all these techies and the new wealth, do they try to like, you know, uh, regulate Folsom Street Fair? Like, do they not allow any ass eating in the streets? I don't or think do they, they could. I don't think they could. Too much money comes in. They can't really regulate it. I mean, uh, you know, I think they try and tame it down with them. It never happens. I mean, those tech guys have to they're get still, down, too. They're still like the big fat, they're still like the big fat cowboys and they're buck naked on the curb. <laughs> and, uh... Still dudes peeing on each, each other? Oh, see, that's good. Huh? See, that, that's what makes San yeah. Francisco uh, unique. And some people bring their kids to it, which is a little wrong. You gotta be <laughs> kidding me. Families bring their children to that? You do, see, you do see people with their children there, which is a little fucked up, but, you know. Wow. Whatever. Sex positivity. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. I so. No, but I guess I guess the neighborhoods are becoming really gentrified, so they don't want to keep them there anymore. 
I guess they bitched about Dory Alley. Oh, yeah. What, isn't Dory Alley kind of raunchy, the raunchier, raunchier one? Wow. That's smaller. That's smaller, but they have... How could it be raunchier than Folsom? They, have a little, they get a little more hardcore. It gets a little more yeah. hardcore. If you have to ask that question, you don't really want to know. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, I, yeah, I, probably, you know, really, I probably don't want to know this. So, wait, they cracked down on it, you though? Know, that was going on the day I, you know, that was going on the day I moved here. Door Alley? I was walking to your house, actually, guy, and uh, we walked right through Door Alley. And then you just never left. You just thought it was like that every day. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna like this town. <laughs> I, I was. I was. No, no, it's I a one like, day oh a year festival. God damn it! I remember when I first yeah, moved to San yeah. Francisco. Um, we went to that Safeway on Church Street, and uh, I saw these dudes like walking around. It was the day of Folsom Street Fair. It was like end of September. I saw these dudes walking around in like full leather regalia, like chaps and everything. I was like, wow, you know, I knew this city was gay. I just didn't think it was like gay all the time like that like i didn't think there's normal dudes just walk around doing that and so we like followed them of course because you have to follow a group of leather men if you see them and we followed them to the uh, to Folsom street fair like the Folsom street and it was just like this crazy huge festival going on with all sorts of debauchery did you carry your didn't stephanie then? grab your hand and slap somebody's didn't stephanie grab your hand and slap somebody's ass with it one time now, I've been there with Steph. That's why I won't attend a festival. Ass. I won't a- attend a festival with my sister for that reason. Did you get AIDS? I used some hand sanitizer. I used some hand sanitizer before I could get the AIDS. Um, no, my, there was this. <laughs> like, rude. There was this little Asian man that was naked, just walking around, and he was standing. I was just kind of standing there. I didn't see Stephanie came up behind me and just like pushed my hand right on his dick. Wow! Yeah. She grabbed you and set the hair. She grabbed your hand. Jeffrey just said it was ass, but it was actual cock. It was like his dick. I didn't. No, I don't I think heard, I actually I touched it. No, I don't think I actually touched it. No, she I did. Think you did guy? I she did, did this guy. multiple times. No, she did it multiple times. I grabbed like probably yeah. three dudes' asses. I'm sure she did it. Yeah. She did it. Why, why, why are you getting your hands so close to these guys' crotches? Yeah. I was just standing there. That's why you don't go to a festival with my sister. You don't. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know. So I don't know if it was all Stephanie. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been to festivals with my sister. And my hands have never slapped anybody's asses because we get far away. Yeah. The asses I don't want to slap. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Stephanie's probably made you grab a few homeless people. You know what? She's pushed me into them. Yeah, well, I, I pushed her. In. I actually pushed her into a homeless guy. She fell on the guy's mattress. I remember you pushed her right into uh, on the guy's tent or mattress. Yeah, yeah it was like his, you know, dirty, ma- filthy mattress on the ground, and I like pushed her right over the guy, and she was upset about it. But, but you know, or with her IBS, I don't know what's worse, the mattress or Stephanie. So, guy, um, is it is it like isn't there a heat wave right now? <laughs> isn't there a heat wave right now in uh, San Francisco? It's been pretty warm. It's cooling down now, but it's been pretty fucking warm. Yeah, it's cooler here. There's always right? a heat wave in Folsom. God, I can imagine this. There's always a heat wave around Folsom. It's got to smell even worse. The one day everybody goes out decked in leather, it's hotter than shit. Yeah, man. That's good. Well, that's be why there's no ass in the pants. Yeah. So, so I'm curious now, what's going what's, what's to become of Sick and Wrong? Well, um, it's, you know, it's going to continue. Um, I'm, I'm taking a couple weeks off. Probably going to launch a show again, Sick and Wrong 2.0, in uh, October. Oh. Um, we've got a couple guest hosts in are mind. Gonna, in the are you going to easily replace Rackerly or what? No, it's, it's I got to change the show around because I can't do that. I can't continue doing Isaac Hayes show. or something. Isaac Hayes? <laughs> That's Scientology. Yeah, you know, Chef from South Park. Just get him from, yeah. Well, he's dead, yeah, but yes. I mean, I, I guess we... we uh, get we, another Derek. You know what? Why don't you get somebody else to just name him Wackerly? I could probably try to have somebody pretend to be Wackerly. Yeah, that might right. Work. Be like another Darren. Excuse me, we're not talking to you. You're done. 
Just another Darren. That'd be great. Or the second Becky from Rosalind. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Just get another one. Just just call them Wackerly. Do it yeah. all the time. No one will notice. I might have to, I might yeah. have to look into that. Um, well, guys, since we have you here on the show, I figured we might as well do an Is That Gay call because, you know, for old time's sake. So we we got this call here. Is from that this, gay call? Yeah, it's an Is That Gay call okay. that I think uh, you can get some. Actually, a couple people called in specifically asking you a question. I was at the Folsom okay. Street Fair. My sister pushed my hand right into somebody's dick. Is, Is that, that gay? gay? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it a right. gay? Yeah, that's pretty gay. <laughs> I think so, too. Let me roll the theme music. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal, and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Hey, guys, I got cut off. I'll leave a message for you. I guess this is a thought experiment, but it's kind of gay, too. Um... You know, in the, in the gay world, they got all these tricks you can't really do in the hetero world. Uh, you can do, like, the man train. I'm sure you guys are familiar with where it's like, you know, uh, you got the caboose, and then you got the engine, and then the dude in the middle, and it's just like dick to butt, dick to butt. The Lucky Pierre. It's lucky pretty... Pierre. Is, that, is that a common thing, guy, the uh, the man train, the Lucky Pierre? Uh, you know, I have never actually heard of that until now. Plus, I, I mean, think I've a three-guy man train is pretty weak. Like, that, you got to get at least five dudes or something, right? To be like, I mean, why, else why you even mention going, it? Yeah, yeah a fucking so, three-car train. train going, yeah. I, I don't know why he knows about this, though. I know that this How this guy has a, this? this guy has some insight into this world because I did. I mean, I I, I didn't Should know about this. Yeah, I thought this was the the man train. No, I didn't. I didn't know about it. Despite all your dick and ass slapping, you didn't know about it. <laughs> Despite all the dicks that I grabbed at Folsom Street Fair, I still didn't know oh, yeah, about the dick uh, ass slapping. I can't believe you didn't know dick about train. Train. Okay. So, you dick train. So, oh, jeez, you should get Jeffrey in to answer this question, <laughs> but that's probably just a typical Tuesday night for Jeffrey. You know, pretty no big deal. But I was thinking, what if you had a man train that was like dick to butt, dick to butt, dick to butt, and it was so long that it was actually able to wrap around all the way back to the beginning and, like, form a, an unbroken circle of glory of just dick butt, dick butt, dick butt, all the way to start. So my also, what day would it be? Number one. At the beginning and the end. No, but what would it be on the other side? Would it be Monday, Wednesday? Would it be the next Tuesday? <laughs> It would, actually, it would actually wrap around the whole week. And some of the people would have to be brushing their teeth because yeah, it would be nighttime. I'm sure other morning. people would be sleeping. Right. It would be a it's long that train. Long. Uh, right. yeah. yeah. I wonder how long of a train. Would you, which would be the caboose? <laughs> there wouldn't be a caboose. It'd like be a like a... This is, almost, this is almost encroaching on human I don't centipede know if be a train. I don't territory. know if it would actually be a train. Yeah. You can't really have a train without a caboose. Dick the butt, dick the butt with no caboose. I like the name Circle of Glory. Well, he asked a couple questions here. So. Circle of Glory does work. I think that's, yeah. This, Did he make that of himself? Has this happened before? Is there evidence of it? Because uh, you figure, like, if you were gay, this, this must be the holy grail of, like, gay porn there. <laughs> so um, does Jeffrey have this, the unbroken Circle of Glory gay porn? Has he participated in one? Does it exist? Is it possible? And... If it was possible, how many gay dudes would you need to actually 
go all the way back to the beginning like that because you know you're not doing 45 degree angles your cock would break off right. so you know dick in the same way right? here you go there is something like that oh there is there is something like that yeah and it's called like a daisy chain or something where like every, one guy sucks the other guy's dick and then he sucks his dick and then he sucks oh, his sucking. dick it goes around like a pool or wherever until they get there i haven't really seen a, a fuck train like that but if you can find out this guy's name <laughs> that's what we'll call it so wait a daisy chain is when you're sucking each dick i guess so yeah how does that work though because it's not like a so is someone like eating an ass no you just you lay back and you suck somebody's dick and then you suck the other guy's dick and you suck the other guy's dick oh and like all right okay but, uh, i've was... never seen i've never seen an ass i've never seen a butt to ass chain but if we can find out this guy's name, that's what we'll refer to it in the gay world from now on. The circle of glory. So is this, that's the thing he's wondering. The if, circle if of glory is even... good, but that doesn't really, that, I want to be able to give this guy credit. Hmm. We need this guy so to call back. He can be like a mainstay. Yeah. So we need a name so we can call it. I think he should be like the director, like the Steven Spielberg of uh, Circle of Glory. Like he should be the conductor. I do think so. I think he should go ahead and make the circle of glory. I mean, yeah. how many dudes do you think it would take? 17. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to get a recruiting poster put up at the edge. I need 17 good guys. Yeah, I, be- I bet you, you probably could find some recruits for this. I bet you I could find 20 right now. We've got another call here. Another guy is uh, asking your opinion on something here. Hello, boys. This guy sounds uh, creepy. This is... Uh, a lumpy gravy call from Michigan. Um, I am currently drinking oh, from Michigan beer and whiskey at 7 a.m. watching 16 candles. I'm at the 44 minute mark. Um, there's a statue as they pass by it in front of Jake's parents' house, donning a pair of laced pouched panties, burgundy color. Um, I'm wondering who the fuck would wear such a thing? I'm a straight man. Please ask your brother, Jeffrey, what the application for this is. I, I, laced, pouched panties. I, I'm, I'm having a... All right, what, what, what is this laced, pouched panties? I get... Uh, well, dude, what is this guy? Where, where, where does this guy live? I mean, what the fuck? What, what do you think it's for? It's for trainees. Oh, you think it's yeah? It's probably tranny panties. This guy's in Michigan. Hello. Oh yeah, yeah. Hello. They're only two dollars on eBay. <laughs> you can get lace pouch. So I'm what is saying. it? Just like lace panties, but with they're a, called they're called your... sissy pouch panties. Oh, where are you gonna put, if you're, Amazon. You know, dude, if you're if you're a chick with a dick, where are you gonna put your junk? I guess that makes sense. It's if you you have junk, and that's why it has the pouch for the junk. So no brainer to me. Where's this guy in Michigan? Is he like in Bay City or is he in the Morons? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I guess this, this is kind of just a very self-explanatory question here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why you're here. What's he wondering? Well, you got balls. You got to put your balls somewhere if you're going to wear panties. Where you are know? you going to put your balls if you don't have a pouch in your panties? Exactly. I bet you that's why a lot of women get upset when they're dating guys who like to put on their panties because it probably stretches and they, out. Yeah, they put on their panties and there's like two big giant ball stretch, stretching shape in there and they're like, what the fuck? The guy's like, I don't know, maybe they're from your balls. But they, you know, the girls don't have balls. So I, don't, you know. I like the idea, though, that this guy drunk at like four in the morning on a Saturday watching 16 Candles had to pause it. What he noticed is a white pair of lace pouch panties and he's wondering who wears them. 
<laughs> and so he has it's to call you. For me. It's, it's <laughs> four o'clock in the morning. I'm glad he has a question for me. He's thinking about me at like seven o'clock in the morning while he's drinking beer. I bet you he was in mid thrust. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, he was a mid thrust, and he thought of he thought of your brother. I had Thanks. one. More, I have one more question uh, for you, guy, before we let you go here. I was reading on Vice Magazine did an article about jackoff clubs, and this one in particular is called the Rain City Jacks, and it's like in Seattle. What is this like a country club for gays, like jackoff clubs? Have you ever heard of this? No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a knitting club. <laughs> knitting club you guys are gonna get together and just jack off together who does yeah. that why everybody does you don't you're not a member of a jack off club <laughs> I, mean, I know is are no. you okay are you a member of a jack off club of course are how you many jack off clubs do you belong to <laughs> <laughs> do you just get one card number one don't just get really bored like you're there for 15 minutes and you're like why am i even here and then you leave because when you're done jacking off well after you come you're bored after you come i'm like you know i just gotta go to sleep <laughs> at the club go do they have bunk beds the <laughs> do they have beds at well, the you just kind of, or beanbag chairs and go to sleep i mean you know what the hell are you supposed to do everybody's snoring after like 20 minutes i mean it's so, really fast, I'm really fast I, so. I don't get it though are people just yeah. walking around having a regular conversation whilst jacking off yeah talk about the work Work, shit, work, whatever, the cars. Gilmore yeah. girls. Just walk around jacking off. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, oh, hey. Hey, D, what's up? Did you watch Sons of Anarchy last night? You're like, hey, how are you? And then you're like, no, no, I don't want to shake your hand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is there like an initiation? Do you have jackets or treehouse or something? Like, what kind of club is this? We do have leather jackets with, with, with large penises that look like they shoot that water, like sperm. It's just a, <laughs> it's like sperm. So wait, is, what, is that weird? I don't know. Well, what happens if you're at a jack-off club and somebody decides to toss someone salad? Do they get kicked out? Right. Yeah, like this is, this club off. is for jacking off, not for no full salad sex. tossing. That's, that's what we tell them. That's what we tell them. Like, hey, you want to go tossing salad? You go to the tossing salad club. Is there a set, like a rim job club? Is there a what? Is there a rim job club? <laughs> or are we just going to go through all the sexual well, of acts? Of course, the rim job club. Where else are you going to get rim jobs? I'm just, I'm just surprised that yeah. it's you know in the in the Vice article too. It was interesting. They said that a lot of uh, guys that go that are that go to the Rain City Jacks aren't even like uh, gay. They don't identify as gay. They just like to jack off in front of other dudes. So maybe yeah, maybe okay, they're not gay. <laughs> maybe it's just a way you yeah, can meet people. Great. You know, <laughs> it is, well, it is a good way to meet people. It's, it's like just said, a good. You, you don't want to shake hands there, but uh, it's just a good network yeah. opportunity. Exactly. All it right. It's a great networking opportunity. A lot of business deals are done at Jackal clubs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so it's, guy, it's, are, uh, are you going to be upset? How are you going to handle the fact that Sick and Wrong isn't? Me and Lance aren't doing the show anymore. I'm going to try to go on, Dave. You're you're going to be able to do I'm this. Try. Or, all right, one day at a time. I don't know. You know? I feel like I'm going to cry right now. Baby steps. Baby steps, you know? But that's okay, because now Wackerly will actually have a life. <laughs> and maybe do something that's uh, productive. And uh, might actually get him laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, will your wife have sex now yeah. that you, with you now that you don't do a podcast? Well, I hope so. Is that why you're, is that why you're, is that why you're quitting the podcast? So that you can continue to have sex with your wife? Because she's like, well, what a dork. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. I sent, I sent some lying there. 
Since I'm lying there, Wackerly. Yo, I, I like how uh, supportive uh, Jeffrey is of your decision there, Wackerly. Because so all these other people... I am. I think this is the best decision you've ever made. Yeah, all these other people have the complete opposite reaction that have been calling the show. Like, Well, I mean, you know, how, what, what, is, what has the podcast got you? I mean, other than a wife. But I think you might have been able to get her without the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. A, yeah. a shame, so humiliation. You didn't really need the podcast in order to get your wife. Um, have you made money off of it? No, not really. No. <laughs> you got fame from it? No, not really. <laughs> Have you just become like a, a much bigger dork than you were before you started doing it? Yes, exactly. definitely. Think of the legacy. <laughs> He's Jeffrey's like my counselor. <laughs> He's yeah, yeah. All right. in my corner. Jeffrey, I'm, trying what, I'm trying to think of what benefit doing a podcast for anybody has. You know, I thought you were going to be more helpful really? <laughs> in persuading uh, Wackerly to continue doing the show, but this is completely not what I expected. No, well... <laughs> you know I have a phone call now I gotta go alright well I wanna let you know <laughs> that I'm gonna continue to do the show and I'm gonna continue to bother you because yeah. who else can I ask uh, gay questions to the only gay See, person we know to bother me. you're gonna continue to bother me anyway you're my brother yeah I know uh, you're related to so, me so yeah. this is gonna happen yeah. anyway guy thanks for being on the show it's good talking to you alright um, I will talk to you Luckily, soon it was nice knowing you um, have a good life all right. And, well, uh, get the get the show tunes device. machine started for me. <laughs> My seat warmed up. All right. You gonna wear chaps? No. Wear some chaps? No. We right. <laughs> won't be wearing chaps. All right. Well, I think you should. Is it like one of those fancy restaurants where you have to wear them and you have like a spare pair for guests that show up that don't have them on? Like you have to wear the. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna get the spare pair. I don't know where they're gonna come from, but I'm gonna get you a spare pair. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's the house pair of chaps. The they're all stained. Dude, house chaps. It's just... For some reason, the zipper, for some reason, the zipper is sticky, but we'll, we'll get it open for you. Yeah, I'll just put them on backwards. <laughs> All right, killer. Oh, yes, you will. Talk right, to you soon. Later. later. Bye. I'm um, always good to hear from my brother. You know, I remember uh, the first time he came and visited us in uh, SF, it was Folsom Street Fair weekend. So he came down to see, because I had just moved there, and then he also came down for Folsom Street. And we didn't see Jeff for like a week. He went to Folsom Street and was Thanks just for the gone. Visit, bud. Yeah, he was just he was in the circle of glory, dick to butt. You know. Anyway, we got a couple more calls and we gotta get out of here. Um here's uh here's a guy that uh that's a fan of the show since uh, the MySpace days. Hey Sikranon, this is John, uh calling from Texas. Just wanna say congrats on reaching the big five hundred episode uh Landmark Day. You guys have been around forever. Um, I've been listening for uh, almost as long as you guys have been around. I remember I had a MySpace account, and uh, I guess it would have been D. Uh, friend requested me, so I found out about the podcast after getting a, a friend request on oh, MySpace. Friend requested him. From, I requested uh, him. Someone that looked like a, just huh. like a, a guy with elephantitis. Uh, just a, some crazy, like, oh, you remember wrong, those flyers I used uh, to make profile picture, oh, yeah. man, it turned out and, you know, go to the page, like, what, what the hell is this? And it's, uh, it's like a, it's a podcast. I had no idea what a podcast was at the time. My gosh, I was like 17. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I took one listen and it was just like, uh, completely outlandish, Really unfunny stuff. But, He's a unfunny. Uh, I gotta say, mm -hmm. you guys, 
uh, kind of grew on me and, and the stories alone just kind of got me addicted. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been listening for a long time. I'd take breaks every now and then, and, and I did recently. I stopped listening for a couple months, came back just to find out that you guys are uh, come back. calling it quits. But uh, you guys have given me endless hours of free entertainment. You don't owe any of us anything. Um, I just hope that whatever you guys end up doing next will be super successful, and uh, I just hope that uh, Lance uh, really gets some sort of his uh, life back by not having to deal with all the, the maniacs. <laughs> See, that, this guy's kind of supportive, uh, too. Fans. In any case, congrats, guys. Thanks so much for doing it. Wow. Well, uh, you, you're welcome there. That, that guy's actually... Yeah, that guy is like... He's, he's an actual fan that uh, he's going to miss us. Um, who else do I have here? We got... There's uh, a good friend of the show. Hello, this is the moon. Very <laughs> sad to hear about the demise of the Sick and Wrong podcast, but at the same time, I want to say thank you for 10 years of entertainment, and I wish you all the best for the future, and uh, thanks for everything. Bye-bye. That's short and sweet. I do love hearing from the moon. That's interesting. Um, here's another guy. Let's see here. I like I love the kids that call us. Like the kids that have been listening since I since they were like twelve years old. Let's see here. I got so many calls to get through. Um remember this guy, Choggles? What's going on, you fuckers? It's Choggles. So the most messed up thing is it took you nine years to get your voicemail message up and running and uh now you guys are quitting. Did you well, put a new uh, voicemail message on? Thanks. The second guy said ten that. years of free life. I did it like a, a year ago, <laughs> but who knows? I don't know. It's been a while. I don't think I ever had anything before. Like I don't think I ever recorded anything. It was just like you would just call and then have to leave a message. F. Uh, a lot of fun playing my calls, listening to my stories, listening to the weird shit that happens in my life. Allowing me to listen to the weird shit that happens it's all in other about people's you, lives, being able to laugh at some of the most fucked up things that humanity has to offer. Because of that, I just want to say thank you, and uh, much future success. Keep it sick. Keep it long. Uh, don't lose your edge, guys. Bye. <laughs> Don't lose your edge. <laughs> I'm 40 and I'm edgy. <laughs> oh, you remember this chick, actually. Here's one more. Hey, it's just a girl in Florida. Just a girl. Um, sad to hear you guys are ending the podcast, but, you know, it's probably because I haven't called in in a while. Been kind of busy. Finally graduated college. Got my degree. Um, been busy with my career. <laughs> and um, so I haven't had time to call in and give you all my little stories about, you know, things in my life, what's been going on. But now that you're ending the podcast, I guess I won't need to be doing that anymore, huh? But, you know, Lance got married. He doesn't need me anymore. Today you've got your cat. You don't need me anymore. So life goes on. All my best to you. Yeah, how come nobody Love. blames the cat? Just a girl. Keep it sticky and wet. Well, the cat's not breaking. The cat doesn't care that I do the podcast. Well, neither does my wife. So that's what I'm saying. 
Well, I don't think you're quitting you the need, show because of the cat. Maybe you need to spend more time with your cat on Saturdays, you know? <laughs> you, we already talked about how he's overweight. Maybe it's because you're not giving him enough activities. And he's depressed, and then he's just sitting there eating Doritos? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. No, I mean, it, it's not the cat. I don't, It's not your wife that's quit, that's making you quit the show either, I don't know. Though. I'm starting to think it might be the cat. <laughs> how is the cat making me... I'm not quitting the show. Well, you're going to take some weeks off. He's going to be in an intensive weight loss program that you need to uh, escort him with i'm taking a couple weeks off to regroup uh reorganize my thoughts (laughs) exercise the cat um and then i'll be back uh here's here's another one here's another guy another kid a kid that's calling us what's going on dmx this is Steve from new jersey uh i just wanted to say yeah, I just listened to the most recent podcast. I heard the music guys are going to stop. I listened to the podcast since I was about 13. 13 years like old. Like around 2007, 2008. I've been listening, you know, on and off the whole time. I'm 20 years old now. And I just wanted to say thank you guys for making me the twisted, fucked up individual I am today. And I love every second of the podcast. It makes me sad that you guys are stopping, but, you know, life gets, gets in the way, so I appreciate that, and thanks for everything you guys have done so far. Thanks. There you go. All I like right. to hear about life from 20-year-olds. It's from 20-year-olds. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's got an existential crisis now that we're not going to exist anymore. We're not going to be in his iPod. Um, all right. Well, people, uh, thank you for calling in. We got a lot of calls. I didn't get to, I don't have time to play all of them, but I appreciate it. And most of them were kind of along those lines, except a couple people got like really choked up about it. You know, I, I think yeah, wackily, you, you don't realize how uh, many lives you touched. Emphasis on touch. Um, it's a, it's, I think we touched a lot of lives doing the show. And uh, of course, we're going to continue doing the show. Well, I'm going to continue doing the show, and, and you're going to be a guest host. So, and, and, and you're still like, people can still reach out to Wackerly on Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, if you need some lame opinions. Yeah, if you need I'm some lame for opinions. You, you need so, some uh, life advice. Um, this guy, uh, or actually, I have two emails, and then we got to get out of here. But one guy called, uh, wrote in, and he has a eulogy for Sick and Wrong. Uh, Anon, he uh, emailed this. He says, if there were justice on earth, Dean Lance would be rich and famous. There is no justice. But after the curtains close, a special heaven waits for creative geniuses like Nikola Tesla, Edgar Allan Poe, and Bob Madigan, who went, un- who went unappreciated during their lifetimes and died alone in poverty and obscurity. Is he ranking us up there with uh, Edgar Allan Poe? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just waiting for the payoff. He says, a heaven where, in dappled sunlit glades, unicorns crap, steaming Taco Bell bean burritos from their rainbow anuses directly into the mouths of those found righteous at the final accounting. A heaven where the eternally vindicated ride dolphins with perfect tits to the summer camp for barely legal tranny prostitutes on the far side of the lake of Bourbon. Is this guy just like rehashing every shitty fucking internet comic idea into this poem? Can we like get to the end of it? It's a eulogy. Um, A heaven where the debts of gratitude accumulate on earth are settled tenfold for those who have struggled without due recognition reward. All those except for D because he's a goddamn dirty Jew and there are no Jews allowed in heaven. So there you go. Thank you, Anon, for that. Um, and then we got one more email here from Doc. Remember Doc? Yeah. 
Good old Doc. He says, hey, fuckers, it's Doc from the old forums. I figured I'd write you guys a nice letter thanking you. I'm not sure you realize how much impact you've had on a lot of people's lives. Yes, I know you do a stupid show where you talk nonsense for an hour and a half, but you did it for 10 fucking years every week. My wife and I bonded over the show when we first met. We made several friends on the forums who will likely remain friends long into the future. We won care packages. We called in. We organized an international campaign to mail you pubes junk mail and porn we bought shirts i always look forward to the show every week since i started listening it's sad uh, when a great show ends i was sad when seinfeld ended too but the difference is i never participated in seinfeld seinfeld didn't call me up and have me report on the dead guy at the Folsom street fair seinfeld didn't introduce me to new friends I'm sure you guys will get many letters from tearful psychotics, and this one is too long to play on the show, but I just want to tell you thank you and wish you luck in your future endeavors. P.S. Episode 273, Wackerly's Anger Chamber, is my favorite episode. That's I forgot good, about that one. I'll have to go out back and listen to it, but I won't. <laughs> episode 273. I think you'll, I guarantee you're going to listen to a couple episodes. You're going to get drunk and you'll be like, you know what? I'm growing nostalgic. I'm waxing nostalgic for the sick and wrong days. Me? That's, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen, Wackerly. And then you're okay, going to call well, me up we'll and be see. like, wouldn't mind doing a guest spot. And I'll be like, hey, okay. man, I'm thinking about getting the podcast back together. <laughs> I think that you'll guy. be back. Um, in other news, people, I'm posting about my, uh, my trip to Europe. I'm going to be in Europe by uh, the end of November. And I'd like to meet up with a lot of fans in, uh, in uh, Ireland, uh, Scotland, and in, in London. So I'll be in uh, Dublin for a couple nights. I'll be in Glasgow for a couple nights. And I'll be in London for a couple nights. And Amsterdam, too. So I'm hoping to meet up with a few people. Stay tuned. Uh, listen to Facebook. and Or check out Facebook and check out Twitter to find some more details. Got to figure out where we're going to meet up. But definitely, we will be doing some drinking. Maybe Wackerly will go, too. Who knows? See how uh, after not doing the podcast for a couple months, you're going to miss it. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll get a late ticket. Yeah. A late you can just ticket. put me in your luggage. Um, we got an email here from B who writes, uh, for the final song of the week, how about Last in Line by Dio? You know, we used to, he's a, it's a callback to the early days, literally a perfect note to go out on. Remember how we used to end all the shows on uh, Dio's, or end the right. show with uh, Dio's The Last in Line? It was, <laughs> yeah. It was a good way to play out the show, though, at the, you know, the outro music. Right. He says, also, you referred to yourselves as old and curmudgeonly last week. Uh, there's your new show right there. Old and curmudgeonly with D. Simon and John Steele and Lance Wackerly sometimes. I'd listen to that. You could talk about how stupid people are now and how stuff costs more than it used to be. And we could all laugh our asses off while we watch Western Civilization circle the drain. Solid fucking gold. Thanks for 10 years of Mondays. Can't wait to see what you do next. Uh, Vaya con huevos, B. All right, well, thank you, B. And uh, yeah, that's a great suggestion. I was actually planning to end the show with Dio anyway. Um, last in line. Another so, person who died during the show. He was never He on did. Though. And did we do a tribute? <laughs> Probably. We've done tributes to, uh, to a few people, celebrities who passed away during the show. Hmm. Anyway, Wackerly, we've had a long run. I'm going to miss doing the show with you each week, but uh, you know, change can be a good thing. Right. Enjoy your day drinking, and uh, mark my words, I think you're going to be back. Right now I have to watch out when I go to the bar so some fans don't accost me. Maybe I'll start wearing a disguise. I think you're going to have to. You know, I think they, uh, you, you'll be recognized. It's always a weird thing. Anyway, um, uh, Wackerly, you know, it, it, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been a good, a good long run. And uh, yeah, 
We'll see. You'll be guest hosting soon enough. People, stay tuned for Sick and Wrong 2.0, which is going to be uh, launching in October. I will be posting about it on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Sick and Wrong will go on, definitely. Until then, take it sleazy. Okay, good night, everybody. Have fun with your life.
Hey guys, you guys just call in with uh, what the podcast has kind of done for us over the past 10 years. I thought I'd give you a good example. You've, uh, you've definitely helped embarrass me over the past 10 years, especially the past year or so. I've had, had this new car, and uh, you know, the, whenever you get in and start it up, the, uh, the radio just Bluetooth links to your phone and starts playing whatever the last thing you're playing was, which is quite often sick and wrong podcast. There's nothing like, you know, driving into the office and getting out of, you know, you know, getting out of the truck and leaving the podcast on, and then coming back with a coworker to go to lunch and getting in, and next thing you hear is, hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Or some other dumb fucked up shit you guys have, you know, got plugged in. That's great. Hey, let me explain to you what I'm listening to now. I'm totally not a weirdo. You know, other times, just like, you know, you just want to drive through windows down if you have nice weather. We, we do occasionally have nice weather here in Southern California, so... I'll have the window down, pulling up to the office or anywhere else and listening to the show and then realize, oh, great, you're talking about mutilated dicks or trannies or all the other fun things you've talked about. So, yeah, thanks for uh, 10 years of uh, embarrassment. It will be missed. Keep it safe. Keep your own, guys. Oh, and uh, fuck you, Lance.